This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Migs Cast. My name is Steve Migs. I'm here with the Reverend Enfuego. Hello. On the mighty, well, you're the mighty Reverend Enfuego. Yeah. The powerful Glenn Cannon. Oh, wow. I think we're overestimating quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you. Good I know to see that you, you got man. stuck in the, the disaster. Oh, we yeah. recorded this on Tuesdays right around 10 o'clock in the morning, and the traffic. It's ridiculous. There was a seven-car pileup. I had my car in park. I was south of Soto with my car in park. It took Jeez. me a little over two hours to get here. Damn. Yeah, I, I did voice-to-text, and voice-to-text recognizes the F-bomb like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> they, every, everything else was garbled, but it was like explicitive, explicitive, stuck in traffic, explicitive, uptown, skirt shot, explicitive, explicitive, explicitive. <laughs> I hate yeah. this ducking city. Oh, dude, I get yeah, that a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, man. It's still. T- at what point is my phone going to realize I'm never saying ducking? My phone knows better. Yeah. <laughs> Try my phone, man. It's been trained. Well, I'm very excited because we are just a few weeks away from MixFest. MixFest! Yes. And we've got one of the stars of MixFest. Of course, Glenn Cannon from Windowpane. They're going to be there. But also, the boys in Clover Jane are joining us in studio. What's Woo! up, fellas? Yeah. yeah! Good to see you. Good to see you. Haven't been called a boy in a long time. Whoa. It's special. Oh. <laughs> I, got, I know a lady uh, down in the South District for about 25 bucks who call your boy for oh, maybe 45 minutes. That was <laughs> <Wow>. naughty. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because in the world of hockey, we refer to everybody as boys. And it's such a weird thing for anyone who's not a <laughs> hockey player to hear a bunch of grown men be like, come on, boys. Let's go, boys. It was the F-boys thing. The, F-boys. the one I was like, what are we talking about here? Like There was a whole discussion. That or, you want to drink some beer in the shower with the boys? Not really, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out. Can I go in the girls' shower and drink beer in there? You know? Can, there is no I girl can shower. I rub the cold can on my unit to maintain a sense of calm. And <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, my. Happy pucks. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, how you guys been, man? It's been, uh, what, about a year or so since the last time we had you guys hanging out We're with delicious. us? You're delicious. You're delicious. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Low in calorie, high in... Carbs? I don't know. Very little content. Non-fructose corn syrup. <laughs> There's very little content, so it's probably all that other stuff, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's all the added flavors. Yeah. Artificial well, flavors. You guys are going to be a part of our big show at Studio 7 that's on October 8th. So you got we got Windowpane, we've got Clover Jane, we've got uh, Mock Society, we've got uh, 10 Miles Wide, uh, Superfecta, and Wyatt Only, and The Wreckage. That's it. Well done. Well yes. done, man. Yeah. Nice. I didn't even have to hold up the cue card for that. <laughs> passing, passing the Tuesday memory test. Come I on. know. Flying colors. <laughs> and whenever I do that, I have to look at like, it's like a kid looking at Pops for approval. I'm oh, he at he looks at me and I turn my back on him. It's yeah. just uh, like growing up at my house. <laughs> uh, bonus yeah. question, where is it? Studio 7. Uh, Tracy, Nicole, we love you guys. Yeah, It's going to be killer. We love Studio 7. It's oh, yeah. just a great rock club. So there it is. Not only are we going to have that, but also at some point, I'm going to be jumping up on stage with window pane and singing. Oh, we wrote out oh, our dear. set list. You are towards the end. You're part of the big finale. 
finale. Oh, yes. Um, so that's going to be perfect. a train wreck once all the birthday well, shots we'll start We'll see how he does. Well, he keeps saying that he and I are going to sing it kind of together-ish. So I, I feel like Glenn's oh, going to turn his back I'll, on me. I'll be his. I'll be the seeing eye cannon. That that. Like, yeah, I'm not going to turn my back on you, man. It's going to be that moment where I'm going to look at him like, this is your part. And he's like, you got this. You got this. I'm like, I'm too drunk to get this. I don't even know where I am at this point. I'll, I'll, That's creeping I'll, up. I'll bring the cue cards. We'll be Do okay. that. Be right down front holding him up. You know, He'll just be holding up scorecards yeah. 7.2. You know? <laughs> Steve will be up there crying. Son of a bitch. Yeah, we go into London Bridge Studios with Jonathan Plum. How about this, this? coming Tuesday? We're gonna record yes. the Beat Migs intro. Uh, yeah. that, nice uh, officially. Rev, do you That's have right. the Beat Migs intro? Uh, I think it's on. Uh, yeah, 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 on our yeah, system. Yeah, if you yeah, have a yeah, chance to pull, it we're doing three versions of it: a full-length version wow. of the song, a short one, and then a mid-length version with oh, Jonathan get, Plum get, behind we, the board. We get you to do that scream again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to buy the rain for some vocal tips. <laughs> Swing on by, man. <laughs> this is this. It's a losing battle for your rain, though. I mean, there's no help. There's no help. We, we definitely want to thank London Bridge and Jonathan Plum, though. Huge. Um, you know, they really they cleared their schedules to make this work for us, and it's a massive, cool thing. And and Steve's getting a track at London Bridge. That's my that, favorite yeah. part about the whole thing. That, I've explained that to a few people that are fellow music fans, fellow fans of Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Sound, any band that's ever done anything. It seems like at some point. The, of all the big bands that have come out of Seattle, they have recorded at, at London Bridge. Oh, yeah? Uh, Candlebox as well, Mother Love Bone. And so I'm explaining to my friends who know the history of London Bridge, some of my friends that are even on the East Coast, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to go in and record. And like, that's awesome. And I'm like, and I'm going to sing. And then there's like this weird, awkward silence. Like, <laughs> no, no, I want to get a, You know, the t shirts have all the pictures of the different. I want to have like, you know, Vetter and yeah, just <laughs> all these different vocalists so, that have sang there, like Lane and, uh, oh, man, I'm spacing the guy from Candlebox and Andrew. Yep. Yeah, me. But then, and then have then have Glenn, Steve's Glenn. face in there. No, I want my I want I want all legendary guys, and then Steve's face in there with kind of a surprised look. And I will sell that shirt for twenty bucks all over town. I guarantee you, just fly off the shelf, man. They're like, wait, what? who's the guy that looks like he's vomiting on himself with uh, all the rock I'll kick you five cents per shirt for the usage of your image, man. Fair enough. That's more than I get from around here, so I'm okay with that. That's a good deal. Uh, I do have the intro. Okay, yeah. uh, this is the Friday one that we play on Friday, right. so it's. The full version and Steve singing throughout. Right. Let's play Beat Migs. I will beat anyone that calls in to play the game. Yes. I'm getting aroused. Wow. I'll make one of us. 60 seconds on the clock. You're going down and I'm going to rock. Beat Migs. I'm not the producer. Here it comes. I'm picturing Jonathan Plum just sipping vodka quietly, staring at the console. No, I'm starting to think no, we don't need. I agree to. What did I yeah, agree? To? No, that, that I, I like the authenticity of. It. It's gonna be great, shockingly man. done in one take. It, it's, well, it was very real. I wouldn't have known. I thought I heard some edits for sure. I wouldn't have known. It was very real. I bought it. 100%. Ray would be the greatest like like producer that doesn't really want to deal with any conflict. Like, how was the take, bro? It was real. <laughs> it, was real. Cool. it really happened. That's why we 
right there. That time. It exists. It, 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 we we yeah. captured it. It happened. Maybe we should just cancel the whole thing. I think we're fine with that, that version. No, that man. version is as good as no, it gets. No, no, we got it. No. Well, if nothing else, no, the band it. needs to sound amazing. Like, the background track needs to be amazing. <laughs> well, and if you listen. And then we just need to put you on an SM57 and dry it out. Oh, and sure. And just scream into okay. it. Okay. There you go. And that's it. Well, the new version won't, won't have yeah. Eddie Vedder singing something completely different in the background. That's my favorite part about it. It's when he gets into 60 seconds on the clock, you hear better being like singing sonically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. From their their Christmas single. That's, That's right. right. That's still one of my favorite Pearl Jam covers. Actually, at the time, I didn't even know it was a cover. Soon it'll be one of your favorite covers. That, and then at yeah. some point, we have to play it for the boys in Pearl Jam. Wow. <laughs> Good luck with that. Next well, time you interview Eddie Vedder, you can be like, hey, man, got a sec? Well, we know how my interviews with Eddie Vedder go. They don't happen. But with McCready, I bet McCready would enjoy that. I bet he would, actually. I bet he would. <laughs> it may make him question whether or not he wants to stay sober after hearing that, though. That's, that's, a, that's a bad version of me, of me singing. Good, man. It'll be, it's going to be great. It's going to be a They'll lot totally of fun. They'll totally get it. It's going to be yeah. a lot totally of fun. get it. So at some point, we're going to, well, obviously, we're recording it next Tuesday. And then at some point during the show, towards the end of the show at Migs Fest, uh, we are going to perform that perform live. Perfect. Nice. You get to watch Steve front a Perfect. rock band. And here's the okay. Here's the part that's freaking me out. Um, and it's very exciting. And, and, and huge thanks to Tony from Windowpane who made this all happen. Uh, but apparently, this show is going to be streamed. Yeah. Across the world, yeah, that's right. right. Forty-one uh, countries. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, yeah. JT. I was trying just, to forget that part. But go ahead and get hammered. Happy birthday, uh, <laughs> yeah. Noah. Our buddy John over at Rock Rage Radio had been talking with us about he it's wanted perfect. to do a webcast and he wanted to do this this thing. He reaches forty-one countries. There's a couple terrestrial, small uh, small market stations involved too. And, and John had hit us up about doing basically a stream out of our rehearsal space. And we went, dude. Instead of doing that, we've got this killer show on yeah. the 8th. Why don't you stream that? And then when he found out it was a bunch of really cool Seattle artists, he's like, how about I stream the whole show? And so we would work, Tony worked the logistics out for all that. So every single band yep. is going to get this opportunity. So Rev, so, your job during the performance is at some point when I jump up on stage and, and the song starts at yeah. you need to trip over whatever chord is patching that out <laughs> to the world. Oh, man, see, yeah. I was hoping I would get to do my half-naked interpretive dancing at that point. Oh, we bring Rev up for the, the hearing impaired, and he sign languages the entire I'm song. I'm picturing him running around in the back, covered in vomit, going, I need the word lyrics to African Child! I need the lyrics to African Child! Hey, the, we also need to make sure that a white towel comes down from the ceiling for you as you approach the stage. Oh, right. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, and, and, and it does not go, go unnoticed that, uh, oh, we, that we get can, him to the Greek that, that you just did right there was okay. awesome. <laughs> I think you were the only one in the room that got it. What are my all time favorite movies? Yeah, I, I plan on smoking a Jeffrey. Oh, <laughs> I am Jeffrey. <laughs> Can I give you the shot of adrenaline, man? <laughs> Can I pet your fuzzy wall? <laughs> Every day. All right. Perfect. I'll snort an ant for you, brother. I, I love need, you like that. Might need two towels coming from the ceiling. <laughs> Extra large. <laughs> this is going to be awesome, man. It's going to be, yeah. And for you guys. Holy smokes, this is perfect timing because you just got this brand new EP, which no one else has in their hands but me. Ooh, yes. Shut it, Glenn. Feel the power. <laughs> Pretend that <laughs> I'm the fair, only one. To be fair, he doesn't actually have it in his hands yes. at the moment. Okay, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you did not speak a lie. I did jam to it all week, so haha, there's that. This okay. is coming out on, is it Friday? Uh, it, or it will be available uh, to, to stream and uh, find at all of your favorite internet sites uh, this Friday, okay. uh, along with the release of the video for Walk Away, 
uh, which will be up on YouTube and, and able for everyone to uh, to watch. So yes, coming right up. Oh, okay. Directed and produced yeah. by Chris Malone. Yeah, it's it's all dude. The walk away video is killer. Studios with Jason Shady. Yeah, this, the song's amazing, and it's them in the studio tracking it. It's really well done. The song's killer. The video's killer. I mean, I got online and did a little. Hey, everybody, here's what's coming at you because I'm excited, man. It's really. All killer, killer dude. Stuff. I absolutely love the EP. I know I texted you, JT, about it. There's a, it just sounds great. Um, you. Rain, your voice sounds phenomenal. Thank I you. think it's just like it sounds like, and I've been a fan of your band for a, a very lot long of time. Vodka involved a lot so of vodka. Tuesday. No I'm at the call and sick on what Wednesday. What he means is Shavy had to drink throughout the sessions to ensure. <laughs> <No. laughs> no. he didn't. That was great. But I feel like you know, I mean, a lot with the you know, every band's always gonna say this is our best work. But as an outsider, I feel like this is definitely is. you guys are firing on I all cylinders, and it just feels like you as a band just sound so great. Thank Not you. that you didn't sound great before. I, I hope that Thank doesn't you. come off weird, but like it just feels like everything is is working. Like the the songs sound phenomenal. I didn't. I don't. I don't really like this word very much, but it, we wanted to take a more sophisticated, more mature approach towards the next EP because we've done a lot of the fun. And dance and stuff, but everything that's going on in in the world and everything else, I just wanted to be a little bit more human, I guess, mm-hmm. a little more uh, fragile, yeah. vulnerable, and uh, that's what we did in, in 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 this one. And it was really cool because working with Jason Shavy, he was like, "All right, rules, throw them out, huh? First your thing structures, you said. your structures, throw them out. Let's just no. I want you guys to go in there. Here, you got basic ideas." Create. How do you trust a guy to tell you to do that? I mean, well, we I, didn't I, have a choice. We'd already got <laughs> <laughs> we, we, signed he up. We already for had it. their money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve's like against the wall laughing. I wish you could see what's happening right now. That's the most honest, awesome answer I've ever got. Well, it's, it's real. We it's have so no real. choice. We had no choice. And well, it was, keep listening to and him, then, man. And, then, and we didn't. We didn't know how it was going to go, but we just knew that we, if we, if we really put our intent on just trying to do the best do our job our mm-hmm. individual jobs that we would eventually see the picture we just didn't know what the picture was going to look like as we started i guess it was day three day four and i started to do the vocals and the guitars had already been and i was just like oh and then i started changing lyrics changing vocal lines changing everything else and that ended up changing then the guitarist ended up changing some of the different parts that they were doing and that's where it was just like boom 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 was that did that come with any kind of kickback from other members for you guys? I mean, because I would imagine you're in there, you got X amount of dollars to spend for X amount of time. So there's a little bit of a time crunch for all of us. I mean, I, as a, being in a band, I remember it's a struggle to get that studio time. And you know, I would imagine that's got to be like, dude, we don't have that much time to figure sure. this crap out. I don't. We, know. we didn't try and do a full length one, so we, we didn't have we didn't have the right. extra stress. Uh, you guys got through it amazingly, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that I mean, we we knew we had this group of songs to to, to start with, right, and right. we we had you know we had the ideas down. We I love hearing good. this. I think that's yeah, so yeah. cool. Well, he kept he kept saying, "Stop worrying about time, stop it. That's not the song." And then he's like, time your- is time. The song is the song. Stay in the moment. Stay get rooted and grounded in right now in this moment. And you know, it was like, that's cool. Can I hear it again? We yeah, that's cool. Can I hear it again? <laughs> I mean, that's, there was you know, a lot I like of that. that. That's cool. Can I hear it again? And so what it was is he started like wow. uh, helping us build. He was like, you know, I like that. That's cool. We got it. I just want to hear it again. <laughs> and so he was building. He was helping build, help us write through what we were actually creating. But we he was forming. Helping us form it, because we had felt we we had a different process the last time around. Well, and he was he was thoroughly involved uh, emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we had gotten it done and in, in the can, and we were all feeling pretty darn good about it. 
And uh, then <laughs> then we get a call from him. He's like, you know, no, no, we're we're, we're going to redo this. We're going to redo this. I want to bring up these things wow. and, and these different levels. Right. And you're like going, okay. Cool. So okay. then we go to mastering. And he's like, you know, I just want to get a bump one more time. It goes back. Wait, he's doing cocaine? That's the only totally. way to master it. You know, totally. you get the, get the no. disc, clip it over. That's how we got through our full length. Second mastering comes back, and he's like, I can't even listen to it. It's horrible. I can't even listen to it. So he goes back a th- Jesus. five to the fifth time, finally. We, 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 we didn't even part. hear the ones in the middle. He yeah. right. he stepped up and was like, like a no, mad scientist. So it was great. Yeah, he was invested enough. And we learned a great, a great lesson that was when this is the way the song is learn to live with it mm-hmm. <laughs> just learn to live with it I think this is great to hear for anyone who like loves music that doesn't understand what a producer does and obviously <laughs> yeah. with every band a producer does something completely different but it's as a music geek I love hearing these stories because it's like I've always wondered like you know when you're in the studio how 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 willing are you to hear from outside sources, outside noise, and how willing are you to take those ideas and, and turn them into something? Right. Yeah, sometimes it's real. You being a fellow drummer, yeah. You know, you well, you use write that term your loosely parts. for me. I mean, you, <laughs> Dean, and, and you go, we use it loosely for Dean too. Oh, I call BS on that. This man's a machine. <laughs> you know, you, you you write your parts and you're like, okay, here I'm going to stick this killer fill. Yeah. And then you get in there and you track it down and you're like, okay, here it comes. And he's like, uh, you know, let's not do that there. Ah. You're like, what? <laughs> that was the song for me. And now I'm going straight through, you know. And you're, but you're like, okay, whatever's best for the song. That's funny because I had that happen. So, but many years ago, when my band was recording one time, I, there was only like there was one song. There was a, a fill that I did. It wasn't anything fancy, but it worked well with the guitar lick. And then he's recording his part and he changed the guitar lick. And I never came close to punching a member of my band until that moment. I'm like, you mother effer. He's like, I don't like that part. I'm like, it changes everything. Right, right. <laughs> it was just like one of those moments. But I, it's I find all this stuff just yeah. Comp- yeah. we had to well, definitely it, live in that moment of yeah. don't be attached to how you think things should be. Just accept them as they are. Learn to live yeah. with. Them. <laughs> One thing coming out of it for sure was uh, trust, trust, trust the process. Tons of trust. Yeah, pr- trust the process. Trust the process. You know, well, that's what the big thing huge. behind it. Yep. And uh, for, just before, I, I don't know what songs you guys are going to do acoustic because uh, you guys got your guitars with you, but you mentioned Walk Away. Are you planning on doing that one acoustic or did you want us to play the album version? Well, with the song we would love you to play is Alive. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. There's one I, I'd like to play. Okay. Uh, also. Which one? Then I'll shut play. up so you can yeah, play yeah, what no, you want to play. No, your show. You're the one here to call the shots. We'll play the whole freaking EP if we want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. People, okay. they're stuck in traffic. They need more podcasts. So let's play the whole album. No, Brad, play the whole album. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll start uh, with that one, and we'll definitely get to a live as well. Okay. Uh, the song I that I fell in love with the first time I heard it, and it's always the one I, like, when I just, this morning, I was like, all right, let me get pumped up for the morning show, and I always like listening to some tunes, and I put this one on, because I was like, I just love it. It's uh, it's it's track number two, Rev, uh, called Too Late. Uh, yes. yes. a great song. Yes. Great song. Good. Does, it, does that validate something? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. I was definitely. terrified of that song. Why? Terrified. Well, it, for originally it was six minutes and three seconds. <laughs> it was this. This was part of the process of going. Clover in. Jane Red Barchetta. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, and it, it, it was really, really long, and uh, was really, really uh, uh, terrified of of. I didn't know if I had the right 
melody line. I didn't know if I had the right. The chorus just didn't stick with me. It, you know, everything, nothing stuck. Yet That's I loved so how it went to different places. I liked how it went to different places and we were telling a story, but I was like, this is such a B-side thing. And it's just like, okay, you know, but it's cool. It's what we got and so on and so forth. And then... <laughs> I love that the one song that like resonated most with me, you're just like, I didn't even know if we wanted to put that one on the record. <laughs> well, we well, didn't. No, in, in, in the I slipped in the 20 one, to do that. That, 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 that comes back to the, the, the producer and Jason Chibi yeah. was like, "This is great, but we need to like lose this part. Don't do this. Why do you do right. this this many right. times? Don't, Song economy, don't, right. like, right. yeah. you know." And, and he, this is the one if, of any of them that he probably you know had the most kind of input in into how it went. And now it's what under under four minutes. I mean, we lopped off two minutes of. Oh, I extend, I made my own radio edit. That's actually now it's a twelve minute open. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, you know, there's a section in that song. I that, even sing on this version that we're going to play. <laughs> Sorry. So you know there's a section Very in that real. song, there's a little part in that section that kind of was a throwback homage to another local band that was in this. Actually, scene, this song right? has a bunch of and local exactly. bands. Exactly. So, kind of so you can hear in doing that, I was like, just... That's what I did not and, pick up on and that. And Jason's yeah. like, dude, you can do it, so let's do this. <laughs> so I totally put all the vocals in there exactly how this one certain band would do it, uh-huh. and I was just like... Clearly, we're talking about Bite. Sir Mix a lot. Yeah, Bite right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Northwest Ice started. Tea. Yeah, yeah. Bite my nails. <laughs> well, let's listen to some of it. Feel yeah, free. Yeah, now that we've built it up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the song won't play. <laughs> it's got a it. terrible skip in it when we dumped it into the computer. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. Here we go. And feel free, this is like a campfire type of a vibe. Oh, perfect. So if there's any part of the song that you just want to be like, yo, listen to this part, feel free to jump in. Okay. Long hair. <laughs> we have a wig. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> in your secret garden. I know all the lies you said. Wrong turn movie. Yep. <laughs> the verses always remind me a lot of uh, some older Saigon kick. Okay. <laughs> Howard. The water off specifically. Were they the lovers on the way, guys? Was that Saigon kick? Gosh, I have. I Jason. They were like headbangers ball heavy rotation for a oh, while. Yeah. I love that, yeah. Love is on the way, Steve. It's actually just three feet from me. And its name is Glenn Cannon. <laughs> yes, it is. And I brought a stick of butter and a can of egg beans. Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah, the part coming up is my little homage to Mr. Lane Staley. Awesome.
is my favorite part, just because I'm I'm such a fan of when you just let a build happen, and it's like you don't rush it, you just let it happen, and it's just like, just when I'm like, don't let it end yet, it's like, okay, good, you're not, and then I, I just love a build. I think when bands can nail the build, it's something that it just gives me goosebumps. That girl that was trying to choke you, she was just trying to build up, man. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there in her defense. I just, I want you to know that. Man. I was really stoned, and I still stand by the fact that she was trying to kill me that night. No, dude. It was just a build up. It's it's a, a, it was a one time back in the band days, I brought a girl back to my room. We were having a big party at our place after a show. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this over this song, because I love this song, and I'm now going to taint it with this story. Well, we're hooking up in my room, and I thought she was she was into the choking thing. I did not like that because I was really stoned. So in my head, I was convinced she was trying to kill me. Long story short, I kick her out of my room while telling her, I know I'm on to you. You're trying to kill me. You need to leave. And she stormed out. Everyone was wondering why. And I'm like, well, you guys did nothing about it. But they had no idea. He tells the full-length version like six podcasts ago, and it's, and it's just it's incredible. It's, he's, he's fully wigging out thinking this girl's trying to strangle him to death while his roommates are partying in the next room. Each time she put her hand around my throat, I grabbed her hand and put it by my hip, and then it slowly worked its way up back to my throat. Oh. I pulled it back down to my hip, worked its way back up to my throat, and I'm like, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> Let's just accept this. You need to go. I want to live. <laughs> I have so much to give to this world. I want to live. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's funny. Why don't we do a song acoustic? I want to live, and up, living bro. is without you. Yeah. <laughs> just, she was just building up, dude. She was just building up. She was going to go Hutchins on you, brother. I'm, wow. I'm afraid of what the chorus would have been then. <laughs> it would have been a full on Michael Hutchins thing. Are you guys going to do Suicide Blonde? Is that what we're up to now? No. Yeah. Oh, uh, suicide. <laughs> what song are we going to do acoustic? Uh, what do you want to hear? Uh, no, I, I think I know what Glenn wants to hear. No, which one would be most challenging for Rain? Let's let's do the one we just heard on the album, Unplugged. I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be most challenging for the guitar. Yeah, Rain is burning a hole in my chest with his eyes oh, right now. I don't mind square wear sunglasses. Uh, do what you guys want to do, man. We'll do do what you guys want to do. We'll recreate what happened to me in the, in the bedroom. Vicky, you got to choke Rain. Wow. And it's going to be while he's singing. I want Vicky to choke yeah, me. That's not fair. Wow. She's volunteering for this job. I've done it before. <laughs> yeah! Wow. What you doing after the podcast? Hey. <laughs> Chaos is up. unfolding at, at the build-up for Migs Fest. All right, uh, so which one are we doing? Uh, Glenn, I think uh, you've called this your favorite song. Well, the first time I heard this, because I listened to it a couple times all the way through, but the very first time I heard it, um, it ends with kind of a surprise track, and that, because I was familiar with the electric version, um, just completely blew me away. And they did, uh, they have an electric uh, electric song, duh. They have a rock tune called Living to Ride. It's yes. like a Harley Davidson anthem, right. and it's a killer song, really well written, great hooks. Well, so I'm listening to this great EP, and then all of a sudden, here comes this completely unplugged version of Living to Ride, and the first time I heard it, it just blew me completely out of the wall. I was like, man, that is beyond cool. Of course, now I've been spending more time with it, and I've fallen in love with all the other material as well, but yeah, when I first heard Living to Ride that way, that way, I yeah. was blown away. Well, like, it, oh, man, and I remember telling JT, like, I know you don't want to hear this, but my favorite song on your new rock record is the unplugged version. <laughs> JT's like, oh, thanks, man. That's really exciting. <laughs> well, and Glenn has a unique uh, perspective on Living to Ride because there was one show that uh, mm -hmm. we played as Clover Payne uh, with, with, Glenn, yeah. with Glenn singing. Oh, yeah. Window Jane Clover yeah, Payne. Yeah. We, and uh, we, we, this, we'd written this song, but we didn't 
it had never been put to words or anything, so we just gave it to Glenn, and he sang the original version of Living to Ride with... with I don't even know what. <laughs> I, I slapped together <laughs> some melodies. I mean, the band had it tight. I just threw together some melodies and said, trust Wait, me. so bef- they had no idea what you were going to sing. Be- no. Before it became uh, uh, Living yeah. to Ride with, with the way it came out, and I went and Glenn sang, sang it uh, once. Yeah, it's cool. With I think I, in the review I put up online, you can find on, on my Facebook page, and then the Clover guys have shared it, so just go to Clover Jane, but... One of the cool things for me is uh, with Clover Jane, man, I got to substitute for JT and do an entire show at the Croc as a second guitarist behind Jeff, which was freaking awesome. I'm a fan of this band. I know half these songs by heart. And now I got to play with them. Then there was a show that Rain couldn't do. And they were like, would you be willing to sweet? And I went up in front of the band. How cool um, is that? As a fan, it was amazing. Yeah. And, and <laughs> to get to be on the inside of, you know, to learn Rain's melodies, Rain's phrasing, to learn the way you, uh, Jeff, approaches writing riffs and approaches guitar structure. I mean, it was really cool as a fan of this band to learn their process from the inside out. It was it was amazing. So That's the, the, that was the backstory on yeah, how I came to sing so, with them. So then he know? hears that this acoustic version we're gonna we're gonna play and just, you know, with all well, of that backstory, it stood out to me. When him I first heard awesome. the electric version, I was like, that's so much cooler than what I did. As soon as I heard Rain's lyrics, I was like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's so much cooler than what I did, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's Rain's funny. in the right band, man. <laughs> because when uh we had you on many a while ago. You guys did the song I think we're about to do, right. Acoustic Here. Plus we did it fast. But it was, was a whole different, because I remember yeah. listening on the record, and I'm like, at first I didn't even realize it until, like, because it starts off one way, and then all of right. a sudden I start, I'm like, that riff sounds really familiar. And it's yeah. like, oh, wow, they did that acoustic, yeah. but now I'm, it's cool to hear it's how all, it evolved. It's all his fault. Yeah, I we just were walked doing in a, and said, hey, guys, what do you think We were this? doing an acoustic show Good at the idea. Paradise Bowl, and... Uh, yeah, He's I like, I got this, I got this, and so we did it really slow, and it and, was super and it slow, was just, so cool. But though, it man. was just smoky, like smoke of fatty. It has, it has so yeah. much vibe this way. It has so much. It's like when you hear GNR do the slow unplugged version of yeah. Crazy for the first time after being familiar with it. It had that effect on me. I was like. Wow, this is cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's really cool, man. Well, hell, let's do it. Right. Well, let's now, do now, it. Now, we, now we built it up again. Right. <laughs> and it was this one was the one that was mastered at uh, Abbey Roads. Yeah, and was uh, yeah, by it, Jason Touchstone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. It, yeah, we recorded it the the three of us in in one day, um, and then you know sent it off to Abbey Roads has a online mastering thing. So the Shh. Sean McGee we went there uh, and did right it in person across yeah. the street. <laughs> They wouldn't let JT in, man. Paul McCartney did it. Just kept walking around, yes, looking for it. (laughs) Right on. Let's do uh, Clover Jane right here. I'm feeling 
sleet of the grade I remember everything in life And I'm living right I see a hot girl with a hot smile So I wanna get a closer look and give her the eye I wanna cold drink, wanna cool line Cause this girl has got me going and I'm losing my mind Throw down, fist fly, it's a bar fight I can see the situation is the kind that I like I give a right book, take a quick look I grab the girl, I'm out the door Cause I'm just rolling with the dice of life Every day, I'm living it up Every Every time I'm feeling like a slate of the grind I remember everything in life and I'm living to Totally sick. Amazing, man. That sounds so damn awesome. Yeah, that that cool. I'm we telling you, I heard that the first time and I was like, what? I mean, it's killer, man. That's Thank you. so killer. Guys. Uh, uh, officially, it is the hidden track on the new EP, so <laughs> surprise. <Yeah. laughs> that's why I was so bummed. I was like, JT, my favorite song is just like, uh oh. It's the song that's not even on the back of the album. I know, exactly. But man, the vibe, the vibe and the, the nuance that you guys capture with that is just so amazing. Well, the thing that's cool. funny is the electric version is the hidden track on the sacred album oh that's funny <laughs> why are you guys so embarrassed about putting this no, no, no. they're living to ride in private well there was a, there was a people who said Nobody that i don't knows. ride so we've got to keep it off the off the, off the radar on the DL. i don't want anybody to know that you don't I, ride for the same reason i don't ride it's just because we're real musicians which means we can't afford can't a harley davidson it it's not a matter of of, of, when, of if yeah. you're gonna lay it down Ray and I'd be down there we'd down. be out on the street on our vespas you know Dude, what I mean? yeah <laughs> I, I get both terrified of bicycles <laughs> Dude, I hear you. I don't no, touch a skateboard, 
anything where gravity could interfere my livelihood? No. no. I've had, I've had buddies hook yeah. me up with great deals on Harley. It's like, look, dude, it's a road king, and I'm getting it for 5,300 bucks, can I'm like, it might as well be a million. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. So I just figure we're not living to ride because we're too broke to how ride. Many, how many friends of ours do we know that are in bands that had to skip shows or do whatever because they broke an arm or broke Oh, that's wrist true. Broke yeah, that's, that's true. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm not living to ride because my wife won't let me. She's like, you're way too klutzy. Like, I've had a couple talks with her. I'm like, it'd be kind of cool, you know, to get one or like do work. There might have been a chance where I could have one for like a few months and then give it back. But, and she's like, there's no way. I see the way you drive. You don't pay attention. <laughs> and you're in a you giant. You don't want to zone out on a motorcycle because no. Meemaw will be texting right. and she'll kill you. Yeah. And when my <laughs> wife said that, I was like, you put it in a way that I can't argue. Like, yeah, I am a total space case in every way. In Jay, every Jay got himself a trike. A Harley trike. Oh, those look so cool. It oh, looks like, like you're in Star Wars. Uh, J- yeah. Jay is the bass player yes. for Clover yeah. Jane, the only member not here right now who's right. off riding that trike saying, <laughs> screw you guys, yep. I'm going to go have fun. <laughs> Jay, enjoy that because now Glenn is the new bassist of window pain for Mix Factor. That's actually the only, the bass and drums. So if I can graduate into rhythm section for a show or two, I'll have been in every possible position in Clover exactly. Jane. That's yeah, the goal. I, I think there's the KISW bat out front if you want to go after Dean. <laughs> You know, you can, you, can, you can make that easy. Uh, give me about six months to try and brush up on my drum skills beyond boom chuck, boom chuck, and then we can talk about right, it. Dean, you want to do a Nancy Kerrigan impression? Yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes. Uh, Why? Nice. Yeah, Jay is our need-to-know bassist. <laughs> That's it. That's where we keep him. Uh, again, Clover Jane's going to be at Migs Fest. Get your tickets. They're selling like crazy. Uh, again, that's happening on October 8th over at Studio 7. A ton of great bands. Uh, I do want to play a live off of the record, so why don't we do that right now? Uh, let's check that out. Off of Sporadic Insanity, this is coming out uh, available digitally. That's right. Up uh, on Friday. Well done. And then yeah. you can pick up the hard copy. <laughs> I said hard, hard copy. copy. Hard copy <laughs> at, at the show. Seven. Yeah. Uh, we do have a, a pre-order through pledgemusic.com forward slash Clover Jane. That's Clover with a K for someone that wasn't paying attention. Uh, you can still get the, the physical copy there if you pre-order it, but that ends this Friday uh, with the with the actual release online. After okay. it's released, uh, then the only way to get it is at live shows uh, at the moment. Until we get our commerce store. Going. Yeah, yeah. We're, which we're, will be within we're the next on that. few weeks. <laughs> That's always a pain. We're doing, in a, we're doing a, web, a website yeah, right. <laughs> revamp. So. And it's cloverjane.net, right? Yes. And as soon, soon, in two weeks, it'll be cloverjane.com as well. Very nice. thankful to JTech Designs. Well done. You got it JTech from someone. Designs. Jason Warren of JTech Designs <laughs> actually saw that it was just in hold. And since he actually does this for a living, he went in, paid what was delinquent, and got the thing back for us from whoever was. Who had the it? Uh, we, we had let it lapse at one point by uh, no, no, fault, no fault of any of our own. And uh, someone saw that it. Like, really? I'm sure it was some like algorithm. Hey, this site has had X number of hits. It's a legitimate and, thing. Uh, windowpane.com. We're windowpane.net for a reason we can't get it and it's a software developer that's not even using the site he's had it for over 10 years he won't give it to just us just trying to make it's some a real off thing of you guys i'm really right. excited you guys got yeah. it that's yeah. exciting man. no we got we we wow. had we lost it yeah. some group just grabbed it as i'm sure they do with all of like you know oh hey this one's by group he means tony and i bought it we thought it'd be funny thank you for letting it lapse for three easy installments of 150 dollars they said to take us out to barbecue and we were like okay but yeah uh just to put a plug for JTech Designs. He's amazing web, yeah, web, awesome. web developer. So. It's like a vulture waiting for that opportunity <laughs> yeah. to swoop in and uh, take it. It's a brutal yeah. world. And also, we would like to give a shout out to Trig Designs as well. Yeah. Trig Absolutely. Graphics, Tim. Uh, Tim at Trig Graphics. 
Um, he, it's the best quality merchandise that we've ever had. He does all of our T-shirt printings, hoodings, uh, helps with uh, you know sticker awesome. design and, and all that stuff. He helps with the, the uh, he, CD design, CD everything. He did the, the yeah. CD cover and got, got all that set, so... That's awesome. Okay. I, I love the CD cover. And for those that don't know, explain the story behind the CD cover because it's just like a dude just slamming his head well, against the it wall. Was, so it, was Jeff, Tim's, it was Tim's idea. It's Tim's idea. In college, Jeff, I had Jeff a buddy that the, did this. Jeff likes the line sporadic insanity in Too Late, yeah. which is yeah. one of your songs. And so he was like, dude, that's it. That's it. I was like, well, okay, sporadic insanity. So we had a bunch of different ideas. I had a bunch of, let me not blame anyone. I had a bunch of really bad ideas, but I was really, really passionate about them. And then it was funny because Tim just put this, Put that out there, and he sent it to me, and I was like, "What well, was funny? Oh, that's it. That was it." The story behind that too, though, is we were kind of all melding together. Hey, what's this next CD going to look like? What do we want to do? Right. I'm like, "Well, I got this idea. I want to get together with Tim." And we got together, and we had a couple of shots of Fireball. And next thing you know, all good boom. decisions come from Fireball. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, and it's a picture of a gentleman in 1912 testing out football helmets. <laughs> oh, and that's why those guys are back there laughing. There's three guys in the back just yeah. joking and laughing there's, there's about three it. Three guys standing at the one guy who ran headfirst into a wall and they captured the perfect picture yeah. at the moment of impact. That but looks that, like my friends in the background looking at me most Friday. <laughs> yeah. I, I looked at that album cover and I was like, that's exactly what it's like to be a musician. That's yeah. exactly That's a wall. Yeah. There's that's so many wall. great things about it. Sporadic yeah. and just like, yeah. really? Three guys yeah. standing back and going, yep, I told you it hurt. <laughs> hey, Glenn, I told you this wasn't going to work. Shut up, man. I'll get inside. There's a door. I'm going to go in this way. Oh, yeah. It just basically Hey, everything. I'll get through or I'll die trying. That's right. <laughs> I'll see you at the top of the next pile. <laughs> Dude, in college, I remember I was at a, a house party. It was a fraternity house, and they were like doing their the rushing thing, trying to see what people possibly want to join their fraternity so i went as like a freshman and i'm like i'll check it out free booze whatever and one of the guys no joke had a football helmet on and it was an apartment complex that was separated obviously you know each apartment had a wall to separate it but all the brothers were living in this complex so they were sharing walls but they had no way to get to and from each other's apartments oh, God. so by the beginning of the night there was no hole in the wall but there was a helmet on this guy brian's head i'll never forget brian got wall this guy <laughs> And as the night went on, he got drunker and possibly other uh, hallucinogenics that went into his system. And he just spent the entire night just, I don't know how this guy's still alive, but he is. And he's doing well, stuff for Now like- they call him Brian. <laughs> <laughs> right. Continue the story. He likes pudding. <laughs> he loves pudding. pudding. Tapioca. Uh, so he's just banging his head through it. Bang. By the end of the night, there's a giant hole in the wall and we could all walk in and out. And I remember seeing him and he sits down next to me and goes, so what do you think? You want to be in this fraternity? And I look and I go... F, yeah, I do. <laughs> this is my kind of people. And totally. I wound up joining that fraternity because of that numbskull just doing Perfect. that for the entire night. Perfect. So uh, there, there were no pictures that survived of that that we can, uh, you know, None. add to no a documentation. Release. No documentation. No. Like this is the 90s. It didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. In the it 90s, you happen. could get away with stuff, <laughs> right. man. In the ni- uh, thank God social media wasn't around in the right. 90s, you had, man. You needed like a disposable I'd still be camera. in jail, dude. I probably still have cameras in like storage or in boxes in my closet. That have not been developed yet from those times, like yeah. you know, they're purposefully not developed. Yeah, yeah. trying to if hide Snapchat had been around when I was a Jesus. teenager. Oh, good God, Dude, every girl at Plattsburgh State University would have a picture of my penis at some point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally, <laughs> go Cardinals! Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's check out the live off of the record uh, again. It's called Sporadic Insanity, coming out on Friday.
love this song. For real? Oh yeah. Because it's the time of our lives. <laughs> when you know you've made it when you can hear your own song at a strip club. Oh, dude, I've watched it. Get danced to. You have to. show a lot of love for Dean because I think you're one of hands down one of the best drummers and you just lay down such a groove on this entire EP and it just shines on this song and probably that's why I love Too Late also it's just it's just something about it you, it's very apparent you're a talented drummer but you never like need to show it off like you just find that pocket and you just oh sorry I gotta bleep that I get excited when I talk about drums man but it's just like you lay down the thunder man it's thank you Thank you very Drum, much. Yeah. Drummers talking over the guitar solo. Yeah, we there is there is oh, no chance. Chance. We got stuff to talk. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the sun is shining in Valhalla. <laughs> I love JT. You're talking over my solo, you dicks. <laughs> Drummers talking over my solo. Yeah, that's the irony. You know, the whole show you're staring at their asses. Right. And we finally get a conversation. Right. You know, and he's got to stomp on that. We should turn around so that they have to yeah, look right. at our asses. There you go. What are you oh, doing? You yeah. how, how you like me now? It's flat. Yeah. It doesn't. It's years of sitting. <laughs> Now, Dean and Jeff, you guys are brothers, or yeah. it's just a very weird coincidence that you have the same last name. Uh, <laughs> has there ever been an instance for the band, for you guys, where the sibling rivalry got in the way of the band? Uh, we just had it was a long period of time where we just had to remind Jeff that he was the older one. <laughs> because Dean looks like the older one. No, no, one. Dean acts more mature. Wow. <laughs> Dean acts more mature. Yeah. No, well, no, we no. Have, actually, it's the, the probably the brothers that keep everything moving together, because they never actually get in a in a fight. They just yeah. like, hey, we've done this our entire lives. Yeah, shape up. They go back to yeah. being five and seven. <laughs> well, we, and we can have a conversation like you can't with the other guys. Right. I can go tell him to pound dirt. Yeah. Uh, not quite that kindly. Right. And, I appreciate and he'll it. Know. We're not bleeping that yet. Right. I appreciate he'll that the, the one potty mouth is the guy who's <laughs> right. done this for a living. How long no, I can drop this? the F-bomb, too. No, Don't please get me wrong. No, but, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so we can, we can have, we can look like we're ready to throw down, but being where, I mean, we've lived with each other all of our lives. We can communicate without uh, it escalating. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, can, I can tell him basically anything or yell at him. And, and at the end, when we walk out of those doors, we're still bros. 
We try to have so. better, better times than that, though. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> it doesn't happen like occasionally, often. Occasionally, it doesn't occasionally, happen often. especially when we're yeah. writing. You know, when oh, we're yeah. writing. When, yeah, the because every guitar player on. thinks they're a drummer. Mm-hmm. Right, and they'll be like, "No, this is what I'm wanting here," and I'm like, I, um, "I'm pulling out okay, like some Barbara Walters moment." I'm, right I'm kind of wanting this over here. <laughs> it is instead, yeah. and we go back and forth, and then we come to that happy medium. We're like, "Okay, this works together peacefully." Right. I get Flesh what I want; out. he gets what he Flesh wants. Flesh it out, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, because he does he does pretty much majority of the the the, the guitar carpentry. He that's that's Jeff and for then, those yeah, who aren't sorry. in the room watching sorry, you playing at him. <laughs> Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey does uh, guitar composition, and then I just do uh, lyrics and melody. And so whenever he and I will be on the same page, like understanding where you know we're we're hearing the same thing, we still have to communicate that to the rest of the group. That makes yeah. And and sometimes we're uh, impatient. <laughs> just, just sometimes. We, 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 like in window pane, we call those our filters. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. Is okay, I've got this idea, now I have to put it through the filters. The filter, yeah. And sometimes everyone goes, oh, and sometimes everyone goes, huh? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's ugly and sometimes yeah. it's not. But I, that's, you know, when you write when you write as a band, because, you know, there are bands where guys say, hey, this is how this is, and boom, but, you know, you guys sound like sure. you have a similar dynamic to us, where one guy has the core idea, and then it has to go through all the filters. And mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. how you arrive yeah. at the Very idea. Very much. Yeah. And that's Very the fun much. part, and also probably the also frustrating part of... Depending. What, yeah, 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 but, but at the end, of the, the end result is always, yeah, you hope it, it's going to be it, I mean, awesome. it, it's always fun, minus the, the, the couple little moments of, that's not at all what I thought was going to happen. Right. And right. When, bring you come, when you come out on the other side, then it's like... Hey, hey, that worked out to be obviously the song we just listened to. Uh, I mean, Alive, that was one uh, we've had, I think the first time we played it was back in 2012. Uh, we've that It's gone through some, some growing yeah. pains and some other and ones. I, and, I, I and hated in, it. <laughs> oh, I hated it for Which is why, why, we ne- why we never recorded it before I this point. I could not stand it. I didn't, I didn't and now like, women dance naked to it. I know. <laughs> what did you well, hate about it? I didn't, I, didn't like what I, I didn't like what I was doing vocally. Gotcha. Um, I wished it was a little bit slower, but if it went any lo- slower, then you're starting to go into the realm of hands all over by Soundgarden, and I didn't want that. So I wanted uh, it just it just didn't. I don't know if it was you know, and Dean had a different drum beat going on at the time. There wasn't as much uh, m- movement going on. Okay. It's pretty much just straightforward, and I felt like I was just barking. Like you know, instead of actually projecting, it's true he was. And he was yeah, it was just I was I had a bad attitude about it pretty yeah. much. We and threw then, him a bone. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, but, and, and we talk about what happens uh, in the in the studio uh, finding stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jay and and Dean kind of talked out the idea, and they're like, "Well, we're just not hearing something in the chorus and the kind of the rapping part that that, that shows up in there, rains rapid fire parts in the chorus was right. done." In the studio that day, was like we have this idea. Rain's Jay, Jay's like, idea. Yeah, write, 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 write it down. Write it down. Let's, let's give me an idea. So he he gave me a model of like a like a dun 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 dun, and I was like, all right. So then all I got to do is just go back into what the lyrics were in the song and call away parts of that to keep the theme going the same direction. So then that made it much more fun. And then Jason started letting me do the backup vocals and letting me have them go up and down and gotcha the, all the roller coaster it, it fleshed out yeah it's just where it was at, at the bare bones and at that time and where we were as a band 
we there was a lot of frustration going on with a lot of us, but we were pretty much just saying, well, then that's the song and that's it, and that's just what we're going to do. We weren't really challenging ourselves. And when we got to that point of where we were comfortable in challenging ourselves and comfortable enough and respectful enough to each other to challenge each other in a respectful way, then everything just opened up. Now that song you just has summed a up relationships with bands, yeah. 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 women, yeah. men. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's so true. It has a whole new. It sounds different to me. It's a different song. That's why I like it now. I'm going to put you guys now on the spot. Okay. Because uh, I what, love the spot. Okay. All right. Cool. Because uh, many, 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 many months ago, uh, when Window Pane came in, sure. I put them on the spot and I pulled out my phone and I played drums on my Garage Band. Right, and we did a cover. Not okay. going to do that this time. I'm okay. going to put not only of you guys. War Pigs. Of we war made pigs. him play War oh Pigs on his phone. Right. I'm playing on the little iPhone. Nice. Okay. I'm putting, and this is something that Glenn has no idea I'm about to do because I'm putting him on the spot too. You guys all know each other. You guys have all jammed together before. I was wondering if you guys could pull off some, whether it's a cover or whatever, where both Glenn and Rain are singing, can you guys pull something off? I can pull out the lyrics. <laughs> could it, be, it could be a cover of a song that you you all know, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> yep, it could be. All then words. <laughs> if we're gonna do Ebony and, and Ivory, I want to be McCartney so I can take all his royalties and no, Captain and Tennille. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sonny and Cher, I'll do the '70s porn mustache. You know, Amy. you could put on that Turn Back Time Amy. outfit. I got a. Oh, I can sing like a goat. <laughs> Sorry, Cher. <laughs> no, she doesn't listen. It's okay. Yeah. And if you guys can't, that's totally fine. But uh, what, do we, what do we both know? We both know a ton of Alice stuff. Yeah. If you want to do a cover, or you can tell Steve to go pound sand. Yeah, I can too. pound sand. I can. I can do the. I can do the. Uh, I can do the low parts for it. So easy. It's so easy. I don't know if I know the words Everybody Okay, well then, um, yeah, pound sand. No. All right. <laughs> Denied. Oh, yeah, there we go. All right, so you want to jump on that microphone? Sing that, or does that not work? Oh, we got the fancy reverb over there. Do you know the words? Somewhat. This is awesome. <laughs> you go low. Somewhat. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know who I am. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know who to be. Why we have to live in so much hate every day. Oh yeah. Why the fight? 
Awesome. Well, that was definitely on the spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I love the spot. It totally was on the spot. Just dripping. Glenn, Glenn, it's a wet I, spot. I, I got to go listen to it now because I think I wrote a part that wasn't there. <laughs> I heard your part and went, well, I think I'm supposed to be hired in that, and I just went for it. Felt good when I hit the choruses, though. Yeah, and then I saw that, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll insert my. Well, then Rain was like, sing my part. You guys couldn't see all this, but I started singing, and then Rain looked at me kind of out of the corner of his sunglasses like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm awesome. like, you sing my part. Well, no, and and I'm looking at him part. like, I don't know. <laughs> I was waiting for Migs to jump in. Well, now we're going to do, okay, now it's my turn. <laughs> and I'm singing. No. Yeah. No. He's like, Song no. producer starts out of E, guys. Go for it. I've heard Steve sing. No. <laughs> and I want to apologize. <laughs> Jeff, I got so sucked into it, I lowered him. I lowered the wrong pot, so the guitars were low and the vocals were high. And I'm like, why is I it? just kept playing. I was like, right. all right, whatever. I'm like, what's going on? No Where's this? We'll fi- fix it in post. Yeah. Fix it in post. Yeah. Yeah. We'll pretend that. Yeah. We'll fix it in the box. Yeah, JT sure. went to his solo, and I looked down at Jeff's guitar, and I was like, well, I see it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear it. And I'm like, this guitar's not working. No, stupid. It's an acoustic guitar. It's working just fine. You're the idiot who lowered his guitar and jacked up the vocal. Sorry about that. They call that getting mixed. That's when I figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's what drummers do. That's how we roll. This is a well-oiled machine. That's just his way of poking at me. You can get him back at Migs Fest when he goes to sing. You can just mute his channel and stand in front of house with this big smile, you know? And then Rain can still look at me going, what are you doing? Or what you could do is, you know, you could you could go up there and lip sync, and I'll just sing from the side of the stage. That's a great idea. I love it. They're like, wow, Steve needs to drink more. That'd be killer. Rain's just in front of house with a mic, just wailing, you know? Or, we, or what we could literally do is I could come out there with a chair and you could sit on my lap and it right. could be like a ventriloquist. <laughs> I'll draw lines on my... Watch out. The hand might creep up. Oh, no. He's trying to He's kill me. Get out of my apartment, a.k.a. Studio 7. Wow. Nah, man, this is going to feel good. It's just a build-up. Holy smokes. That was awesome. Apologies, Steve. Jeff, man, sorry to figure about that. Out where to put my hand? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was his hand. <laughs> what do I do with my hand? Remember, if it feels like more than three fingers, it could be a D. <laughs> Is that a life motto? Okay, we're moving on. You know, I don't. I've need... got T-shirts printed. <laughs> I don't need to hear all this talk because tomorrow I'm going for my yearly physical. Oh, yeah. uh, fiddlers in the nude, nice. man. Yeah, I don't need this. Thankfully, she has small fingers. Yeah. I'll be okay. Wow. Well, I think they can do it with your blood now. Last time I went, they didn't have to probe for sauce, man. I, I got, like, blood drawn, and there was, no, there was no violation involved. I need to, I'm going to have to bring oh, that up. You walked out of that office. No, I got violated once as a young man, and I leapt off the other side of the table. I was really foolish. I was like, surely he's not going to. He's like, okay, this is the worst part of the exam. Roll on your side and pull your knees up to your chest. And I really wasn't thinking anything strange. And then suddenly, he was in me. And I was... I was <laughs> I was off the other side wrong, of that table. Dude, I, I clinched so hard, I'm surprised I didn't break his finger. And I turned and looked at him, you know, and literally he's like, okay, and he takes a glove and walks out, and then he used tissues, and you ever try and wipe Vaseline off? You can't. And I had to slosh out there, and I couldn't look the cute little receptionist in the eye. She's asking me questions. Felt I felt like your manhood had been taken. Oh, dude, I couldn't look at her. I, I went and power drank for like two days, man. But they do it with blood now, Steve. You don't have to get pro. Brother. So do I need to tell her, hey, I heard something about you could check without checking through the sauce. If it had been a female doctor, I'd be like, go for it, sister. But, you know, it was some very nice, you know, small-knuckled man. Oh, <laughs> nicely manicured. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. So good good luck at your exam tomorrow, bro. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> you jerk. Good, good pep top. Good pep yep, top. Yep, yep. <laughs> Surely they won't probe you, man. And now we're going to cover Ring of Fire. That's well, I, thank you guys so much for, for, A, coming down and doing this and playing a part of my little reindeer games. And, Glenn, thank you for jumping in. I know I put you both on all of you on the spot right there. I, but I think it came off cool other than yeah. verse two. I came off great. Rain looked at me like, <laughs> he's like, do you even know this song? And I'm like, what are you going to do, man? Well, the best part is I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? There was that part where it almost was like that mumble. Oh, we like, we were singing the same part, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, why'd you change up the part? Why did, I thought we were doing good. Now I don't know. <laughs>
Uh, Holy smoke. So sporadic insanity again, this is available uh, starting on Friday uh, online. You can just go to all the digital places to get it. Also just check out cloverjane.net and or just come to Migs Fest and buy the damn yeah. CD. Yeah. 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 October eighth, it's gonna be happening at Studio Seven. I'm gonna do it without even looking at you, Glenn. It's gonna be window pane, it's gonna be Clover Jane, it's gonna be ten miles wide, super effective, wide only in the wreckage, and mock society. There you go. Yeah. And a special, special performance of the beat Migs theme. Me <laughs> featuring window pane hey, sitting awesome. on my lap, and, 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 like a yes. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 Steve, if you don't get it right, then we really get to play beat Migs. Yes, and, you know, it's not like you have to worry about anything on this. No pressure, <laughs> we'll play flog Migs <laughs> at Studio 7. The yeah, kinky we could get a, we could get a, a, a Migs pinata to come down the middle oh, of the show. In. I'm thinking we get, you, get, get Rain one of those red and white striped I feel like I know some people. <laughs> Not at all stereotyping you, but Vicky, can yeah. you find a well, That wasn't stereotypical at all. Worst comes to worst, I can make one. I'll just find a Charlie Brown one and we'll be good. Awesome. <laughs> when you bust it open, does it's it just shower failed dreams? Or what, what, what comes out of the Migs pinata? Man? I don't know. <laughs> Little tootsie rolls. Children's tears. <laughs> yeah. Depends on Frozen tears. Tomorrow, right? Yeah, exactly. It does depend on my doctor's visit tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys. Seriously, uh, I love Thanks having Robert. you guys on, thank and you. I'm so happy that this record is out uh, finally. I'm sure you guys are too. And yes. uh, congrats on putting out an, a phenomenal record. Thank you so thank much. You. Appreciate thank it you again. All right, let's check out our uh, messages. Well, the Titanic douches look to the man who calls himself C-Mix. He's a proud bald man who'll tell you to suck it if you think he wears wigs. Now the message bag get real darn weird, that's without a doubt. So come gather around and chug it out down. Check it out. Let's all check it out. Yeehaw. God bless first. Oh, Rev, you found one of the old ones, man. Yeah, look at that. What's he say at the end? God bless Bert? Yeah, I don't know who Bert is. I don't know who Bert is either, but you might as well just say God bless We haven't fully figured out a way to peek inside the brain of Ziggy. I think that's a good thing. I love Ziggy for that reason. He's out of his mind in a good way. One of these days we'll have to have Ziggy pop back in. He he came in one time, and it's just like he is such an awesome, creative dude that just goes in his own. I, I remember how would you describe it? it? Just kind of goes off into his own planet. Yeah, and exactly it's hilarious. It, it's just how you imagine any artist. I mean, you've got your own methods uh, for your madness, Glenn. It, it's that same way, but it just is weird. <laughs> and I'm not saying that in a bad way. No, weird, just, awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Weird, awesome. And he's been just a, a great, great fa- friend now. But I mean, he started off listening to the podcast and would send us these random songs. It's killer. From the intro to the to the mix cast to that, and it's just been. I think that. Do you have any other ones that like he? Oh, so Ziggy's the intro too, then. Yes, because I always wondered. I'm like, I don't know who that is. You know, like I figured, I thought it was a dump on on something else. You know, it started off with uh, Rev, myself, Toppy, and Nick. We we were trying to come up with a, an intro to the messages segment, and we went. We all went. It's the Migs Cash. Dot 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 dot. Like that. Like not even <laughs> joke. And then he took it and, and made it real. Made it into a song. It's the Migs Cash. That's the original yeah, right that's there. That's the one we did right <laughs> there. Great ringtone. <laughs> And then we turned it into then the Migs Cast intro. Right. So do you have any of the other ones? Yeah, looks like I found the uh, Smiths one. Oh boy, this one's bad. In a funny way. Yeah. Look at the day 
Nick, what it rains. We sit around and check him out. It's Steve Nick's that brightens up the sky. Right? Listen to the messages. The messages are so strange. The words of the voices aren't all the same. Steve Nick, staying positive. <laughs> What's supposed to be Morrissey saying staying positive is so ironically awesome. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Well, we don't have a ton of uh, messages because we're just running low on time, but um, uh, let's start off with a voicemail. Pumpkin Bud. Boo! You magnificent (laughs) men talk. Boy. He was going to swear. Bye. Thanks. A lot. What awesome content we offer. Mm. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Here's an important voicemail. Uh, Glenn, do you want to? Because I had a, uh, one uh, text message saying this thing. Like I read, uh, te- I read Ted's. I read Glenn's Facebook post, and I totally, one hundred percent, have his back about what he's talking about. I don't know if you want to go into it a little bit about uh, the stuff that you were posting. Uh, oh, uh, I'll, I'll keep it super short. Feel f- um, but you don't have to. Basically, but what it, I loved it. What it was off. was yeah. uh, Tony. Hit, well, behind the scenes, there have been, and I think it's one of those things when you get any measure of success. And again, I have to qualify that statement because how successful really are we? Not very, depending on where you're standing. Mm-hmm. But over the past couple of years, and since maybe the beginning of this year, there have been some people that have taken some pretty hardcore pot shots at us, pretty viciously. And you figure out pretty quick that they're musicians, because a lot of them are like, there was one guy that even did like, a, and it had photographs included, for God's sake. It was like a full-on five-paragraph write-up on Craigslist about why we should just die. Jeez. Um, are you serious? Oh, I'm not kidding at all. I'm, I'm not exactly. And it had photos included and each member got his own paragraph and then there was a summation about how we're talentless and we don't write good songs and we're just basically S-bags who don't deserve any of the love or attention we're getting and blah blah. And it was like, but you read it and you go, oh, the guy's obviously a guitar player and then you can even read further and be like, oh, and I can even picture the kind of guitars he plays. I mean, you could just from the comments he was making in the, in gotcha, the direction yeah. of the attack. But anyway, so you don't you laugh it off, you don't give it any credence because for every one person that's like, oh, well, whatever, there's, you know, been hundreds that are really excited and love us and support us. But I, I think in the world of, and Rev would probably attest to this, in the world of radio, it's like you get that as well. Like you, oh, yeah. We are so blessed and lucky to have so many great people. I mean, how we've, you know, got Augustine, we got Adam, we got Caesar in here, and these guys are some of the greatest people that you could ever ask for that listen to not only our podcast, but our radio show and got our backs and we got theirs. But then you, every once in a while you get that one guy yeah. and you could have, thousands of other people that have nothing but great things to say that one guy will say something and it just gets under your skin oh and I'm sure you know a student that's not doing that well in dental school hates the student that's doing really well in dental school it's just mm-hmm. the way life is well, I, didn't know the great Morrissey you know, that we just heard sing our messages thing say we hate it when our friends become successful. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tony had put up, uh, Tony was doing a lot for the band last week. He was dealing with a film festival that the film's being put into. He was and Tony's dealing, the guitarist of Yeah, Tony Rio, our guitar player. Um, uh, he was dealing with uh, an attorney getting some contracts drawn up for a cat that's going out there to swing the bat for us. It's something we're excited about. Um, he was dealing with the media, how to get all the media into this guy's hands. He was dealing with a ton of stuff, and he, he you know, he had a painting job lined up. That's how he puts money in his pocket when he's not doing window paint. I'm actually seeing him later today. He's uh, coming by my house to, to price up some stuff to paint at our house. He's really nice. good at what he does. No, I, he was... But, yeah, I was sold killer, on Tony man. because I went to Glenn's practice space when we were doing some stuff on a side project thing, and I went in there, and I'm like... 
You have the most beautiful looking practice space. Like the walls, Tony, yeah. are like like this Spanish paint style. Like oh, I don't wow. even know how to describe. We it. We moved but. in. They were a battleship gray, and Tony walked in and went, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> and yeah, he did it in a. It's I think it's called a rag roll, and it gives it a texture. And you walk in, and it looks like this beautiful uh, kind of light tan and brown, brown Spanish walls. All the pillars are black. There's uh, wrought iron candelabras. I mean. It's killer. The guy's good at what he does. And so then Glenn's telling so, me, he's like, yeah, that's what that's what Tony does in addition to window pane. And I'm like, and I'm a firm believer of, I have people in my life who have been very lucky to know that are very talented at whatever they do. If I have a way to invest in them, like give my, I'd rather give my money to somebody that I know and that I know that A, comes with great recommendation, but also just because I care about well, people and I want to make sure that he, people's livelihoods he's continue. Carved out I think his everyone niche. should do that. He carved out his niche by, back in the day, he would work for other people, and he's like, not only are they doing a subpar job, but they're overcharging for it. So what Tony does is underbids people that aren't as talented as he is. So the quality brings to the table and the price he brings to the table, and that's so he yeah. goes and he, he will work like a slave for like two three months a year. He makes great money doing it, and then he trickles and lives off that income, so he can dedicate so much time to window pane. I mean, you talk about lucky to have a bandmate that can and will do that. Hundred percent agree. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's uh, kind of ironic because today I'm actually going to be seeing him later. Yeah, <laughs> dude, tell him, tell him I said hi and I love him, yeah, man. Well, but, he's never going to leave my house. I'm, I'm actually going to make him my slave. <laughs> Oh, you'll have a beautiful paint job on your house. And a beautiful man with but, beautiful hair. <laughs> my beck and call. That's, that's right. Bring me oh, my wow. slippers. Who can teach me how to play guitar. Yeah, he can, actually. He does. He <laughs> teaches, too, and he's really good at that, Can he too. teach as he's painting my house? I don't know. Right, I don't we'll know. He, yeah, I've seen him busier, so it's possible. Um, anyway, Tony had, uh, in the midst of all this, put up, because he was really pulling his hair out, really you know, working... 12 hours a day just on window pane and that cycles back to people that are angry with us people have said mean things to us even friends of ours that have been uncool to us regarding certain things and it's kind of a I hate to use the word envy because don't envy us who are we right um, but Tony had put up this really positive thing that was basically like hey if you want to achieve what we've achieved all you have to do is work hard if you want to have the level of success instead of being angry or spiteful or whatever just pour yourselves anyone can get where we're getting just by tons of hard work if you had any idea how hard i'm working right and that was and he did a great job of detailing oh, the crap that he does dude it was beautiful it, it was really cool i think it, at the time it had like 300 likes i click i was like hell yeah brother i, clicked I liked like. it well uh, <laughs> a friend of mine called me i liked uh, it too. a musician Yikes. friend of mine called me and said hey man was that about us uh, and I went, what? <laughs> and I went, no, 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 no. And I said, let me let me explain something that we haven't discussed publicly at all. And we're not, you know, since blank, 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 people have been doing blah, blah, blah. And this guy was like, really? And I'm like, oh, you wouldn't believe, man, the fire we've taken, the people that are friends of ours that have said unpleasant things about us. It, you know, it's, it's the nature of the game. It's fine. But a lot of where Tony was coming from when he made that post, there's a bit of a background of, man... Before you're so quick to turn your gun sights on me, all I'm doing is working hard. And if you want what I have, all you got to do is work hard, too. I mean, Tony was beyond benevolent and cool in his post, but this individual was like, hey, that wasn't directed at us. And because of that, I spilled to him a lot of the things that have been going on in the background quietly with window pane. And, you know, last week I hadn't slept. I was exhausted. I was burnt out. I was fried. Mm -hmm. And when I got off that phone call, I kind of thought, man... Maybe I should just put this out into the world and just so people get and it. just so people get it. Not that Tony needs me to back him up. His post got three hundred likes and climbing. No one's misunderstanding this, right? But one it, person did, and so maybe I should let people know that there have been people out there 
doing and saying some uncool things. And I'm talking about five to ten people versus ten thousand. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny number, right? Um, and so I did. And then I went back, went back to work, and my phone was blown up in my pocket for the better part of an hour. I thought it was my boss trying to get a hold of me. I'm like, cool, cool. I'll call him as soon as I'm done with this client and done with this job, and I'll get it. It's every I'll, band wondering if you're talking about no, them No, <laughs> I pulled my phone out, and there was hundreds of texts and messages. We've got your back. We love you. Ignore the haters. And I, all I could think was, oh, my God, what have I done? Mm-hmm. What have I done? I didn't need to say what I said. No one was misunderstanding Tony anyway, but I was half asleep. And that phone call prompted me to maybe give a little bit more disclosure. And it spiraled completely out of control. But what it is very simply is there's a handful of people that are jealous or envious of, or maybe even don't feel that we deserve the level of attention that we're getting. And put that in perspective. And I did. I'm like, man, I've had to sell my possessions to get by. I'm not a rock star. Mm-hmm. It's not what you think it is. Right. But and, in their eyes, they're like, they're playing packed rooms. Well, and, and why are they playing packed and, rooms and we're know, not? And well, it's like, well, they're doing the work simply, to get a packed room. Even as simply as, oh, you know, those guys suck. Hey, you don't have to like us. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to like us. There are hugely, monumentally successful bands that I don't think very highly of, but you've probably heard me say, and I'll say again, I'm not going to speak badly or ill of anyone that's out there doing this. I won't do it, man. Because um, I don't know what it's like to wear their shoes or be who they are. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's bands I, I don't like. Entertainment's uh, very, it's, it's a very well, subjective world. I mean, you're you not going to make everybody a fan. Hey, man, it's impossible. I don't care for raisins, so I don't eat them. And you know, it's me, just that I simple. I love raisins. Yeah, right? but, but I'm not going to get online and be like, man, raisins are the devil. Raisins are geriatric grapes. How dare you pick on senior citizens? I mean, that's not. You're not wrong. So You're not wrong, but that's why I think they're so tasty, But right? that's that's the Years thing, man. And that, that's that's all that whole <laughs> thing was was I I shined a light on something that I really shouldn't have, and it's something that we all know. I disagree. Well, see, most people have told me, Glenn, you should have said what you have every right to say what you said, but I'd rather keep it positive, right? Right. And I'd I, rather I, keep it positive. I respect that, and I hundred percent that, and that's part of why I, I knew you would fit in so great with this podcast. But as a person who maybe I'm, I'm I don't like raisins. Well, you know what? That's that's good because. When we're eating balance, our raisin brand, you could have the brand and I'll eat all the raisins. Yes. I get the four scoops. You get, I get the, the you get the zero scoops. Right. It works out great. Your poop is fine. My raisins make me happy. Everything's my skin is glorious. <laughs> raisins make me He does happy. have beautiful skin. Thank you. But as a guy who's been through, not to the level that you guys have been through, but I think it maybe stirs up something inside of me because of my, my years of playing music. And I remember... Granted, different circumstances, but you know, Peter Parker had a slight following, and not on the level of window pane, but we had a, a moment where we could fill up like a crocodile, or we could fill up, you know, the sit and spin, or we had opportunities See, to play bumper shoot. Killer, and that's that's success. We man. were afforded opportunities that a lot of bands maybe weren't, but we worked hard at it. Like we exactly, were, we were the band that was you know back in the day before social media, putting up the flyers. You know, that oh, was man. it was a grind, and yes, and and, and the, the backlash for us was my job. And it was hard. Oh, it's easy for them because Steve's on the radio. Right. And it was like, well, I'm actually promoting my friend's bands. Like, I I probably spoke the good word of Harvey Danger, Severna Park, um, the Fighting Machinist. A lot uh, more than yourself. Yeah. Uh, like, I was, they were at level 10 for mentions on the air. We were at level zero, negative two. I know, I know another individual that's, you know, I think still an employee of the station, um, who's in a band that I'm a huge fan of. And I've heard people say, oh, well, so and so only gets blank because of KSW. And I'm like, that's not true. No. I've never heard, and I'm not even going to go into it. Like, I've never heard that individual once ever mention or say or use. Right. Um, And that's all I want to say to that because I don't even want to associate a name with that. But I 
heard that and I'd be like, dude, that's not true. It's not, like, that's not true. And it's what are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? But you it, what you learn is you wish that everybody would just be happy that somebody is putting their best foot forward to let the world know or let the Northwest know there's a still vibrant music scene and there's some good bands and you should go out. Maybe, yeah, you might go check out Peter Parker back in the day because Steve is a guy that you like on the radio. But then you fall in love with, at the time, you know, whatever, Polecat or, or, or the Ruby Doe or whoever it was that we were playing shows with. And that was my only hope. And I remember like, always getting mad at my employees or co-workers not my employees like I, I'm a boss but like co-workers I remember having like a, a serious talk the next day when they weren't drunk be like stop yelling my name at the show I don't want the attention I'm the damn drummer like I just yeah. want to play the drums I don't want to perpetuate that people are here to see the Steve show it's not about me I'm one fourth of this band and and it was so frustrating because there's some people probably like you how you feel bands that you respect, people that you know, that you would hope that would be better than that, but they would take pot shots on like, at the time it was like guest books. Remember on websites there were those guest books? Oh yeah. And I'll still remember to this day, there's a guy who plays drums in a band, has played in many bands in town that has gotten to a very high level that's been in a band with some like major rock stars, granted not in that, in the band that the rock star made its name for, but has been in bands like that. And he was going off on us because of me. Jeez. And it was jealousy. And it was like, yeah. bro, we play shows with you. I yeah. promoted your band's yeah, name. Why are you doing this? Way more. So that's why this stings well, for me. We, we and found, I'm happy you, you addressed it. Because we found ourselves in a unique position where um, the, the way this community worked changed over a period of years. And it used to be the fight was to earn your weekend, right? So you had to start on Wednesdays, then you had to play Thursdays. And if you're sure. lucky and you fought, you could get to your Fridays and Saturdays. You summed up and my years of we were music. part of a, yeah. We were yeah. part of a tier of, of musicians that, that came from that era. Well, as the landscape changed, we adapted to the new landscape, which was, okay, to be on good bills, to get into bigger rooms, to continue to grow upwards instead of staying at, at zero, to continue to climb um, we now have to sell pre pre pull tickets, mm-hmm. and sometimes we only make two or three bucks a ticket. But you know, if we sell enough of them, we still make five six hundred bucks. Except now we're playing the showbox market, um, and then we worked that, and I mean worked it. I mean shows where we sold three hundred tickets and made two hundred eighty bucks. Quit your whining. Um, we paid our dues, and we got to a point where we had a reputation as a band that would really work hard and hustle. And then we were able to bypass the promoters and go directly to the venue and say, look, we'd like to rent your room and serve as our own promoter. And now we're on the hook for thousands. And when I say thousands, I mean high thousands of dollars before they even unlock the doors. So in that position, it became, okay, we have to find bands that will help us pack this room or we're going to lose $7,000, man. And I can't even pay my rent, so we can't allow that to happen. So then it became... We have to find bands that will work as hard as we're working. Um, and bands that approach us, you know, we want to do a show, we do anything to do a show, and be like, great, man, can you move at least 150 pre pull tickets? What? You want us to sell tickets? Yeah. But that wasn't every band. Other bands, like some of the bands, you talk to the guys in Van Apps, and they're one of the, in my opinion, one of the best rock and roll bands guys. in the city. You Tremendously talented individuals. Too. <laughs> they're killer. Yeah. They are killer people and musicians, but they hit us. We, we got to meet those guys. And um, they wanted to play the showbox market. And we said, we'd love to have you. You think you can move 200 tickets? And they said, absolutely. No questions asked. We said, great, thanks. And I think they sold 212. And I remember that first show, I handed Matt their payout 
Um, and it was a lot of money, seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars, and his jaw hit the ground. He's yeah. like, "What's this?" That's like winning a lottery. <laughs> and I'm like, band. "I was yeah, like, well, right. dude, yeah, yeah. You, really you, you had the paperwork, you had the advance, you knew what you were getting paid per ticket, you knew that it was on a tier basis, so that basically once we knew the venue was covered, it kicks to your favor. Why are you surprised that I'm handing you what you earned? But I bring all that up because there were bands that were our peers." back in the days of all you got to do is make it to Friday and Saturday that did not adapt to the new landscape. And some of these individuals have been very critical of the way we do business. I've seen very critical of the shows that we, that the the bands we choose to play with very critical of just very critical. And it's, it's been really hard for us because these are people that we love and respect and that are friends of ours. Um, And they're, very critical of us and very hurtful towards us because they 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 didn't adapt when the landscape changed and they're angry at us oh well we used to play together all the time and now we're not good enough for you no you won't sell tickets i'd love to have you on a show will you get out there and, and hustle no no but we're the jerks well man no i just want to play rock and roll and i want to i'm sorry i want to succeed I want to succeed to whatever level I can, and whether that's just being a popular club band here in Seattle or a, a touring band that tours the states and plays to 80 people in every market, I want, I want to take this as far as I can. And I can't, on the business side, I can't play with a band that I adore, and there are bands that I adore, like I love, that I listen to nonstop, that I can't do a show with, because they generally only play to about 20, 30 people every time they play. And so what that means is if I put them on a bill with us, we're in a position of literally losing thousands of dollars. You're carrying that other band at that point. Well, if we're lucky, there was one show we did at Showbox Market where there was one particular artist on the bill where we said, hey, just to have you guys on the bill, um, we think it'll help the the marquee value of the show. You won't have to sell tickets as long as you're comfortable with us paying you whatever we have to offer you at the end of the night. That ended up being $11. We were so excited that we didn't owe the venue money. You have no idea. And there was 800 people at that show. You'd think it was a packed show. When we paid all the artists, we paid the insurance, we paid the venue, and we paid all those expenses, we had a let two fives and a one. Two fives and a one, man. That's like... And uh, that's 800 people at Showbox Market. That's the reality of what I'm talking about. That's uh, entry at uh, Deja Vu and a dollar tip. That's right. I was thinking like 40 chicken nuggets, I think. Oh, my man. Yeah. See where all of our priorities are. (laughs) And and, and honestly, all all that is all good. All of that is all good. It's just, it's difficult when... And some of these people are people that you've given really amazing opportunities to, and I mean it, amazing opportunities. And then a year later, they're furious with you because they haven't been invited to be a part of a certain thing. You know, um, it, it hurts because oh, yeah. we care. We care and we love this music community and we, we love I mean, some of my favorite, some of my absolute favorite bands aren't bands that you're going to see on a bill with window pane. And, and that even bums me out. I don't, I wish it wasn't like that, sure. man. But that's, that's the way it is. And anyway, all that nonsense that I put up online didn't need to be said. We all know that no matter who you are, that's why I said, you know, the one of the lower students in class at dental school hates the guy that's the straight A student. It's just the way of the world. I know that. We all know that. And I shouldn't have paid credence to that. I know you're saying you're glad I said what I said, but I re- instantly regret it. I understand where you you're know? coming from. I mean, I'm yeah. I, I shouldn't I, have I, shown a light on that. I shouldn't have yeah. created that because I know these people are like, oh man, we we we're, we get, it's nice to feel all that love. That's really heartwarming and and, and wow. But uh, 
you know. But don't you feel in a sense like just being able to throw it out there is almost like a weight off of your back because you've internalized this clearly for a long time. Yeah, it was it was not. But you know, even in the midst of all that, one individual chose to viciously attack me in the midst of all that publicly, viciously attack me. Like for you guys to say you did it all on your own and with no help is a slap in the face, and you you're so self centered and you're you're taking your fans for granted. And I'm like, are you? Oh my gosh. Out of your okay. mind? Uh, yeah. Are you out of your not, mind? That clearly that person's not tracking. Oh. Oh, dude, well, not tracking. but that, you know, and, and all these right. other people ganged up on him. And then I, when that happened, I didn't go near Facebook for about 48 hours. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even going near this. I, I can't believe I created this. But even in the midst of all these people saying, I love you, I get it, I love you, I get it. This one person chose that opportunity to just really, right. really attack me. And I mean, in a vicious, and you guys have seen me on the internet. It's always much love, endless gratitude. You see me live on stage almost in tears with gratitude and love oh, yeah. for my fans. I'm a gracious guy. And what we wouldn't have all those fans if we didn't work so hard. And then he goes backstage you know? and he kicks a puppy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this guy went after balanced, my jugular, man. man. Just really in the middle of all that went right after my jugular. It's unnecessary. Just drawing blood. And my whole thing with this, and, that, and obviously, you know, there's going to be people that don't agree with the way that certain bands do things these days. Like you say, you made the change. You had to, you would ad- we adapt. We had to adapt. And if and we look, wanted to grow, we wanted to grow, so we had to adapt. And, and you can have a philosophical disagreement about that. And that's and, fine. And, 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 and it's a hundred percent fine. And that just means that you do the way that you want to do it, the old school way or however it is, and just be accepting of the fact that this is the type of uh, clubs that you're going to get to play. This is the number t- the number of people that are going to show up for these shows, and just be at peace with that. And if you're at peace with that, great. But you don't need to crap on other bands that are finding ways to be able to play big clubs in town in front of a lot of people. Because I'll be honest, like from my days of playing in a band, I never cared about how much money we made. It was always a bonus because we just took the money put it towards recording or merchandise like we That's never right. it all gets reinvested right we never pocketed it wasn't like we were like okay let's split it four ways and now we each got thirty dollars yeah, yeah. i would rather play in a room full of a thousand people and make a dollar which is what we did when we were paying our dues when we I'd, were paying our dues and playing those huge shows right we were getting raped financially raped but you play in front of a lot of people and we took the rape to grow the band to the point where we could then control the situation and now we're in a position because now it is it's not mission critical, but in this market, in the Seattle market, we're good for maybe four or five shows a year. Mm-hmm. Because if we play more than that, we saturate the market and we hurt our own attendance and right. we thereby hurt. This is stuff that people playing bands should know, but they don't think that way. We spread our attendance out and we're also hurting the club because the club doesn't do as well. And you want to make sure the club makes the club musicians, guys, the club has to make money. They have bills to pay, Otherwise too, you jerks. You they have bills to pay. They have bills to pay, too. Well, what I'm trying to say is you that know? you... you for me, it's a relationship. For me, all I wanted to do was just play in front of as many people as humanly possible. I didn't care about the dollar amount. As opposed to there were times we played because it was like something through like a sponsor or an alcohol company. And they're like, we're going to float you a thousand bucks. And then we play in front of 30 people. I'd rather just be like, hey, can I get that thousand dollars? Go outside and give everybody a buck to come in. Well, because it's like I'd rather more <laughs> no. people in the show. On on the business side, it it you breaks our hearts. Because at this point, you get like a really great cause that says, hey, can you come do this benefit? And it's a great cause, and it's something we believe in and we support, and we're stuck in this limbo of successful, but not quite successful. Okay? That's where we're at. We're really big, but really not really big. It's kind of like me with t-shirts. Um, I'm like, sometimes extra large, sometimes yeah. large. I don't know which one's to so, get. And then we, we have to explain it. And it's, Shut it, up, Cedar. Don't it write, sucks, roll your eyes. Man. It sucks to have to explain, like, hey, look, we love this cause. We love your benefit. We'd love to be a part of it. We'd love to loan all our promotional, promotional muscle to it. But if we do that, we take 
uh, a quarterly financial hit that we can't afford to take right now because we owe uh, this on merch and we owe this against this loan and we owe this. I mean, it's a business and that's really challenging. So I don't want to sound like it's all about the money, but sadly, window pane has grown to a place where we have debts to pay as a band mm-hmm. and we rely on that quarterly income, usually one big show a quarter. So if we play your benefit for free, it's like taking 2500 bucks out of our own pockets. And while we want to be that generous, we're not in a position to be able to afford to be. Right. And we hate it. I mean, I, I want to make that clear. We hate it. We want to be able to go do and play wherever we want for whoever wants to listen to us. We want to, but we're trapped in this place where we're trying to grow the band to the next level. And as a result of that, we have to make very difficult and challenging choices. And that's something that we have to live with and something that we're not happy about. It makes it even more amplified then when someone is cruel to you or takes a pot shot at you because you're stuck up or you're a snob or you won't play this club. And it's like, my God, that's not what's going on, man. What what point are we going to tell the, the, these are all true statements about window pane. (laughs) (laughs) They are actually. Yeah. No. Yeah, Dude, I think at the end of the day, like I know we have have a lot of bands that listen, uh, a lot of musicians that listen, just respect every band's journey, whatever it is, whatever that band wants to do, however they want to do it. I know you guys are very respectful of every band i mean i've never heard you say i know will about and, and when the mics are off too trust me like mm-hmm. glenn is is 100 who he is when the mic's on and when the mic's off thanks man and, and i mean that from the bottom of my heart and that's why i was like glad that we don't have to dwell on it but just respect other bands journeys respect that what they're doing works for them makes them happy is how they want to do it you don't need to crap on other bands it doesn't make you look good man, i'm not In a fact, beyonce you- fan but i'm not on the internet tearing her down i mean what and she why would she care she's as successful as you can be and here's the, the, but, the thing i've learned over in the world of radio I, you won't catch me crapping on another radio show because it's insulting to your fans and no different for these people out there the guys out there that are crapping on window pane to whoever's willing to listen and on your hold on, let me small, small group. Whoever's willing to listen, they're probably fans of window pane. So you're insulting your fans for liking window pane is what you're doing. So knock it off because I know if I want to like look, I, I'm I'm friends with ja- uh, with uh, Brooke and Jubal or with Jubal. I don't know Brooke; she's a bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a total joke. But I, I'm good friends with them, and some people kind of throws them off when I say nothing but nice things. Like, well, that's your competition. I'm like, well, do you like their show? Yeah, I like their show and I like your show. Well, A, he's my friend, so I'm not going to crap yeah. on him. So let, that's maybe not a good example, but let's just use uh, Danny Bonaducci. I don't know Danny. So I'm not going to crap on Danny because you like both his show and our show. That's insulting to you as a listener. Like I'm basically telling you your opinion is crap half of the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's insulting. So well, just think about that band X, Y, I or Z. I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's, it is not a competition no it is not a contest you know it's not it, i'm not competing window is not competing with anyone we love playing music we love writing songs we want to do it for as many people as possible it's not a race it's not a contest it's not a popularity thing and that's the other thing i said in my little thing is there's no click oh well you're not in the click you don't get to play those shows here's the click do you work hard will you hustle tickets ask the van epps guys how we met Mm-hmm. You know, ask the, some of the bands that we're going to be doing shows with here coming up how that happened. And they'll tell you straight up, dude, man, Glenn, friends with Glenn, we got talking, not friends with Glenn, because I got talking about doing a show. They said, can you hustle? Yeah, we'll hustle. And then we hustled. 
and and now we're doing this. And now you know when you need someone to fill it's, up a lineup, you can go to the Van Ness guys, you yeah. can go to the Clover Jane guys, because you know that they're going to... They're, they're going to knock it out of the park. They have the same work ethic that you guys have. And that's, and what, that's it, what it that's what it, that's, that's the what click. It, the click is a group of bands <laughs> that work hard. If you work hard, it's yeah. easy. And if you won't work hard, that, that's cool, but don't get mad at me, man. You know? It's all your fault, man. That, know, man. that, that um, the... the, the the late potatoes are not making. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, late potatoes. That's my band, man. I like that one. I thought potatoes. we were the fiddlers in the nude. That too. Oh, yeah. This is my other band without you guys. This is oh. the, the the group of guys. Oh, that you don't, don't need like, us anymore. He's got side projects. He's going for solo. Side projects now. He's like left eye. He burned a house down, and now he thinks he's something special. Yeah. Burned well, you know, down. I mean, that guy, the football player that I'm into, I got his tattoo of his number on my arm, and then is that like, where it is? I thought it was a tramp stamp, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a zero. Ooh. <laughs> oh, is that a bullseye joke? I love you for that. <laughs> Let's check out another voicemail. Hey, guys. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm calling in um, about things that bother me. Uh-oh. I'm really bothered by parents that swear in front of their kids. It's awful, right? Like, I just, I don't understand how you, you know, don't think about your kids soaking in Everything that you say, they really do. And it just, it, you know, it breaks my heart. I see people swearing in front of their kids, and I, oh, man, it just really, really gets my goat. It's probably why I'm not a parent, or probably a good thing, reason why. That's why my kids have dirty mouths. <laughs> She's talking about you, Adam. Yeah. Did you do your homework? <laughs> S no, Dad. Oh man. I think it's hilarious, you know. <laughs> what you mother at Blanker's doing for dinner? I'm your mother and your father. You don't need to call us. Well, that. there's another thing there too. I mean, actually my mother my mother didn't start swearing till later in life, and I think I think I rubbed off on her. <laughs> but my dad would swear, but when I swore, there were consequences. Yeah, right. Those were words that daddy got to say. And that's the way that was, because mm-hmm. if I said them, it was on. And that's just good parenting. Nowadays, it's, they say it's uncool to hit your kids. My dad's my best friend. He used to toss me like a rag doll. <laughs> and I love him. He's my best friend. But you know yep. what? When he picked me up and chucked me across the room, I was out of line, man. Looking back on it, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was way out of line. My dad's my hero, man. And he... You know, there were no punches pulled, brother. I try my best not to curse around Lulu because I know she's impressionable. I, you know? I mean, I hear I hear the bark sometimes. I can tell that that's not a, a friendly bark. It's a cursing bark. Well, and the problem with Carl is his full name is Damn It Carl. So I mean, there's already right. a yeah. profanity in there. So we are the consider. worst. I just want to throw out to the, talk about parenting stuff. We've got another great band name too. I think Cursing Bark would be a really cursing cool band bark. name, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like a grunge band. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, yeah. Like, sounds like a typo negative cover band. Yeah, I picture all of a like. Black gothic robes, yeah. you know, cursing bark. Kind of like a, Corey Feldman on that Today oh, Show geez. appearance. Oh, with the angels, Corey's angels. Yes. So let me get this straight: Corey Feldman's helping out depressed young hot women. Is that <laughs> what I picked up from that? Yeah, it's like the best. Have uh, you guys seen that? It's the best. Google Corey's you angels at your leisure. Dude, I want to help. I, I've said it on the air, and I I truly believe that this is their last stop before these girls do porn. Like this is the last. That's chance when you want to catch them, right? This is their last <laughs> shot at mainstream, like. Entertainment. Some of his backing band was fap worthy. I mean, they're wearing like white uh, stockings and garter belts. Yeah. Not and some, all. Little halos. Yes. See, you know, and they all kind of had that. Blank I mean, make look fun on of their face. make fun of Feldman all you they, want, but he's yeah. got it figured out, dude. They had Corey, right. They had Corey's Angels. They could have Glenn's Cannons. Oh yes, and then you could just kind of get Coney shaped bras, <laughs> and then boom, there you go. Strike a pose yeah. with little curly tassels. Yeah, in your hair. Oh, exactly. well, that's special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that? So, 
De- depressed, uh, depressed young women um, can join Corey's, and then you know I- I've found that by orally stimulating them for an hour or so, it helps their life path. Oh yeah, talking to them and, for and a long this time. This is a, yeah. by the way, it's a nonprofit too, so the government can't even tax me for taxing them. In fact, it's you all can very exciting. To Glenn's Cannons, that's right, <laughs> and it's tax deductible. That's right. Send your money to GoFundMe slash Glenn's Cannons. Yeah, no, I don't know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I I weird myself out sometimes when I'm like talking with buddies. And I don't have a filter, so I'll be dropping F and S bombs from time to time, and then I turn around. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, son of a bitch! There's a kid right there." Oh, like, no. and I know. And I, uh, my dog. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, I had, I had Ted, Ted Smith, the Ted yep. Smith. Uh, he uh, actually got onto me one time because I was swearing. I wasn't even paying attention. He's like, hey, there's a kid here. Yeah, he's like, dude, there's a kid right over there. I'm like. Oh, yeah. Crap. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, oh, Rev I mean, turns. He's crap. like, F ah, that ah. kid. Hey, kid. You want to learn some new words? Free country. You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the word you say when you do. All right. Let's hear another voicemail. I just want to say that dating apps are absolute BS. I was against them forever, but I downloaded one about a month ago Uh-oh. and I've gotten just crap results. You message a girl and ask how her day is. And she, she comes back so defensive. I think all these sex-crazed dudes that are on the dating apps have ruined it for all of us. Yeah, I don't know that. Well, it hurts when you go, hey, how are you doing, and attaches your penis. Yeah. That's yeah. not how you do it. How you doing? Right, you went through the... Well, and then, you know, if that's have the you case... Have you online dating back when you were... Not really, but, like, I married the woman who uh, uh, basically stalked me via Twitter. So, like, I never did the Tinder Good or... Good thing. Had you not married stuff. her, you might be in the desert somewhere right now. And it was... <laughs> and I had done... Yeah, and it was weird because... I Started guess, up to his neck. That's what I'm saying. They <laughs> weren't apps, but I had moved to places to go see chicks that I've met online. Yep. So it wasn't... It wasn't under like a farmers only or a Tinder or anything like that. It was like doing MySpace or Facebook or like AOL chat rooms and stuff like that. So it was the first layer where now that I've come to realize is everyone lies on the internet mm-hmm. uh, and they just tell you what you want to hear so they can get you into some sort of, th- you know, in some sort of thing. It's that whole, uh, you know, my Thai girlfriend says it's not a big deal that I have a little penis, but I still wish she didn't have one at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point on that because you don't know who is that other person. And catfishing is such a thing now. But it Catfishing? Was, yeah. And that's what basically you're pretending. What's catfishing? You're pretending to be someone else. Like we could still so you get Jennered, like you show up and she's got the wrong equip or kind it, of thing? It, it could be something along the lines of, oh, I'm this hot chick, blah, blah, blah. And then they just get you to come out to that place to specifically be like, oh, no, it wasn't. Gotcha. We got you. Yeah. And it's. Well, that's a bummer. What it, a hurtful thing to do to somebody. Hey, that's the internet, man. The internet is a hurtful place. <laughs> that's not cool. No, no, yeah, not at all. I didn't know that was There's going. an MTV show, uh, Catfish. Catfish. Yep. Yeah, it, it's really it's, entertaining. It's just but that, but just yeah. awful. I once was catfished. Really? Really? Yeah, I don't know if I ever shared this story. I don't think so. This is a good one, too. Oh, no. This is a, one of the... I'm, I'm feeling really glad to have been off the market as long as I have, man. I married a great girl, and I haven't been catfished or... or, or Dude, anything this one else? Was, this one was dog, messed or... up. So it was... Um, Geez, so many years ago when I worked at the end, and I used to, for a while, I was doing a weekend shift. So, you know, take calls from people. This chick would call in all the time, and we would just talk and hit it off and whatever, and just talking and talking and talking. And then finally, I'm like, oh, we should meet, we should meet. And she'd tell me all these stories of what she does for a living and this, that, and the other thing. She's like, cool, let's meet at GameWorks, right? So I'm like, okay, go to GameWorks. 
And I'm like standing around. I'm like, where the hell is this person? Right? This is before internet stuff and social networks and things like that. Waiting and waiting. And then all of a sudden, this group of like, I'd say at the time I was probably 24. And it's like a group of, I don't know, maybe 17, 18 year old girls kept walking by. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, she's not 22. She's just like this teenager that was effing with me and her friends. And I showed up, and I'm oh, like, "Oh, what a drag!" Oh, I thought I was getting action. I'm like, I was, I, I was thinking it was like turned out to be three teenage girls, and I was only 24, so the fact they were 16 was sort of okayish. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, the next I thing mean, I knew, they had me tied up with neckties, and they were rubbing oil. That's not where the story goes. No, does it? but it takes a weirder <laughs> twist then. Oh, so then I'm like, "All right, I'll chalk it up to." I just got, I just, I didn't get effed, thankfully, but like, I just got catfished. Did you beat one of them up? No, I didn't even talk to them. (laughs) I didn't even say anything. I punched her so hard. That would have been great. Just went buck wild. And that's like the the incident. Did 90 days in jail. The game works incident. Worth it. My face is still on the door. Do not let this man in, especially if he's looking for a 22 year old woman. Call him a child puncher. (laughs) So I didn't ever have any conversations with them, but I just made the assumption. Well, then fast forward the next week. Weekend when I'm on the air, she called again and kind of just fessed up. And I'm like, all right, well, call her me stupid. And I, I would record all the calls. And I'm like, well, why would you do that? And she's like, I don't know. I just, my friends and I thought it would be funny. And I'm like, well, you know, that was kind of it's not funny. It's not funny because, A, like that could have put me in a really weird situation if you were underage and you're lying to me. And this is just like, and you're also giving me false hope. I was yeah. really pumped about you know being able to make a connection with a chick or something. My, my Christmas balls are mostly blue now. Yes, and, and, and that's, right. <laughs> you know. Well, then she calls Loveline, Doctor Drew. Right. Whoa. And, and you recognize the voice? No, I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. So she called, and this is when Loveline was on the end. I remember that. And mm-hmm. she calls to talk about her. She has this issue of where she likes to mess with dudes and lie about things, and and so you're evil, right? <laughs> so she's talking about all, and and like they, I honestly have never heard the call, but the back like all of a sudden then it became, she then goes well yeah, and they're like well why would you do it? She's like oh I just did it to actually somebody on your radio station. Oh no, dude! Wow. And, like, and Doctor Drew's like well I guess what radio station? She's like in Seattle, and then they're like so then it became the talk of the station. Oh, who dude. got who this happened to? And I'm like completely oblivious to, to this for a while. And I'm like, whatever. So I think it was Bill Reed. He's like, hey, he's telling me what's going on. And I'm looking at him. He's telling me the story. He's like, you won't believe this girl was on Loveline and blah, 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 blah. I think it was Bill. It could have been someone else. And you talk about next level. That's yeah, just, like, just like dude, the color just rush away bear, from your man. face. My heart like, sank. God. Yeah. Because I'm like. Oh my gosh. I'm like, please tell me I still have that phone call taped because I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I got accused of something. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I didn't hear it. And it's like this giant, like now all of a sudden people are calling and being like, hey, who's the DJ that got, like, you know, got duped? Because no one knew the term catfish at the time. So who's the DJ that got catfished? So Bill or whoever the DJ was that was telling me about this, it could have been Tony, I don't know. And they're telling me what happened. And I'm like, bro, that was me. And you're like, no. I'm like, yeah, and I played the thing, and he's like, we need to figure out what the hell to do. And I'm like, geez, what the, you know, like, this is, like, I know what to this do. is very embarrassing. We put her in the trunk of my car, and we go for a long drive. Glenn, you so, can't do that. Yeah, Inside man, dude, voices. you gotta rub evil Keep out of this world, yes. man. You gotta make the world a better place. 
Or, yeah, or at least take away That's their phone That's nothing I can't fix with a hefty bag and a shovel. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Hefty bag or a shovel or just remove their phone privileges. I'm okay with either. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, anyways. Were your I, feelings hurt? Oh, it's devastating, Hefty bro. bag and a shovel. All right. I, mean, <laughs> I got your back about all the stuff with bands. You got my back with the catfisher. Oh, dude, they'll never find her. Bro, so I go to my human resources person, and I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. And, she's, and I'm like, I have the audio of, like, I'm not, like, trolling oh, for... Yeah, you're just covering your butt what in that a, right. What an ordeal, like, dude. Right, oh, dude, it was a nightmare. And so then she got that. Then it got. Then it turned into like just this, like, hey... You need to stop calling. Like it got really like just behind the scenes. Did weird. you ever? Was she cute? Um, <laughs> she had a couple too many cheeseburgers for my own good, but you know, oh. she wasn't as cute as she, she described was, herself. She was thick and insecure. Oh, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet vengeance. So Did she was she have thick. a pumpkin butt. <laughs> she, she was thick and insecure, man. So she was insecure, and she was dealing with that by hurting men. Right. Fast forward to two years ago. Whoa. Facebook request. And it was her? Yes. Of course, I don't accept. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, whatever. That means she dug herself out of the shallow grave I put her in. I'm just throwing that out there. So I'm no longer in hey, trouble with the law. tenacity at that point. Yeah. Sent me a message. Just full, like, I mean, it was a novel. Apologizing and oh, all wow. this. Like, you know, just like I was a dumb teen I was this, I was that. I've yeah. now grown up, obviously. That's I'm nice, married. Though. That's and nice this, that and, she reached out and did that. And it was a long, heartfelt message. And I, I wrote her back, and I was like, I didn't ever accept her friendship, but yeah. I wrote her back. She just deserved to be my friend. But I wrote her back and just said, hey, look, I really do appreciate that. It's water under the bridge. No harm, no foul. Obviously, at the it's time. It's great that she reached out. Dude. Right. It, I was it like, is. I, I genuinely, and I, that's what I said. I appreciate that you owned up to it now and realized that this was not. Cool. It's like, over the top uncool, man. It was, like, dude, and honestly, I don't think I've ever shared this with anyone other no. than a couple of friends. Oh, wow. But it was like, it was a heavy, heavy time. Like, I thought I was going to lose my job. Oh, man. Because I didn't know if I did anything wrong. Because yeah. I was like, well, okay, there was no, I've, I never really physically met. And from what I gathered. Well, you didn't know, you right. know. And it wasn't like she was like 13, 14. I, I, this is so long ago. I mean, ago. it would have been it hotter been if she was 14. But... Uh, yeah, that's why I was bummed. She was too old. It was weird. <laughs> Like these girls look too old, um, but it was like I don't know if I would get in He's trouble for strolling her. the strollers. Yeah, it might be her. That's I hope so. <laughs> hey, mom, did your your four year old call me uh, during the weekends? But I was afraid that I was going to get like fired for like just you know engaging in any conversation with a listener. I didn't know what was okay and what wasn't. Sure. Looking back on it, I mean, everybody it seems like that works in radio is having sex with listeners. Right. But it's I didn't brutal think, on a couple levels, get, man. Yeah. You're worried about your job. You're worried about legalities. You're also you know. Your feelings hurt. Yep. That's yeah, pretty raw, man. And, you know, I was very well aware that everybody in the building or all the DJs eventually put two and two together. So it was kind of embarrassing for that reason, yeah, too. Yeah, that's really was, rough, man. Oh, dude, that changed the way I handled phone calls. After that, it was like everybody sounded like a dude in my world. Like, on, it didn't matter <laughs> yeah, if they had the sexiest yeah. voice. I'm like, hello, sir. I'm a girl. <laughs> nope, you're a man to me. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. But, man, dude, yeah, that's why when I hear stories of guy like catfishing, it pisses me off. Because it's like, it, you're, you're messing with somebody's emotions. I know, Rev, you've dealt with it, too. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's it's the lowest of the low. It's You're really robbing somebody well, of, like, their just, um, you know, of their innocence, in a sense. Circling back to that phone call, though, these girls, you know, he's saying that all these girls are super defensive. They're on an internet dating service, mm -hmm. and they're being defensive. 
I just I almost want to repeat that sentence. Mm-hmm. You're on an internet dating service and you're being defensive. Lighten up. That's the you know? best thing to do. Just is to lighten be up. You know, there's going to be ten nice guys and one or two that are going to send you a D pick, and you're on an internet dating service, right. man. You yeah. know, that'd be like me swimming in the ocean all the time, and then I finally got stung by a jellyfish. Well, okay, that's going to happen. And no, it's more along the lines of you took a dip into a school of jellyfish, and they're all assaulting you with their D-picks. Like, that's essentially what it is for a woman in a, on a dating site. Yeah. The difference is insane. But wouldn't you expect the, it, though? Wouldn't you expect it, man? That, that's not an acceptable reason for them to be going well, at you I thought there were specific that. places, like you go to certain... Play, like it, you know, well, it, is Tinder I mean, one of those? Or? If you're going to Tinder, it and see that's I don't know enough about Tinder and I haven't used it, but it's I'm like, on it right now. Like like <laughs> like I, I watch trying to find that girl. I've watched you can hear it in his voice. I've watched mm, guys who are just swiping. literally swiping everything. Oh yeah. And then when the matches come, they look at it and they're like, Nah, I don't care. Like they, it, it, it's an ego stroke. It, and it is, and it's 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 totally different for a woman than a guy. A woman on a dating site isn't looking just yeah, to. Hook Right. A guy on a dating site is looking to only hook up. That makes sense. Yeah, I, would just, but I guess I'm saying, as a guy, wouldn't you go to the places that are specifically for hooking up? Because aren't you wasting your own time by going to a legit dating site? Like, I have no interest in meeting you. I just want to meet in a parking lot and... Yeah. You know, aren't you... And and I think that's, I think that's what I'm trying... Maybe that's what I was trying to say, is that as a guy, aren't you just wasting your own time by offending these girls that are actually looking for a real date? That's a By call, not yeah. going directly to the websites yeah. that are for... Because there's lots of girls out there want to get jiggy. We're all people. Just mm-hmm. go to plenty of fish. Wouldn't you... If you're hungry, you go where the <laughs> yeah. food is, right? You know? And it's also weird because you'll get the, the females who are on Tinder who say, looking for a relationship not to hook up, right in their profile. Which makes it kind of awkward as well because. But that means maybe they do it on the first date then, or. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't know. I'm just I'm just declassing things <laughs> right away. Spitting. What's going on here? Like we can have a relationship, but will you paddle me? <laughs> I'm just here trying to meet nice guys. I am nice. I just got a thing. I did realize I have a moment of hypocrisy because I I've clearly hooked up with listeners after the fact of that. One. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, well you know, done. Yeah. I mean. Well done, dude. I, I don't you're a successful a, DJ. Get your thing on. I don't. Want to make it sound like as if like that changed me where I was all of a sudden like just not like even entertaining the idea of hooking I'm up. I'm sure with you were gun shy I, right, for a while. Over a long time. <laughs> for a very long time. But then when I realized how the game is played and what I can what let me meet the person first before I engage in conversations of like, hey, let's meet up, then we're good. I love it. Just want to throw that out there. You just send me a photo of a valid ID. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I want to know that you're real. And an upskirt shot. Yeah. So I need a valid ID and an upskirt shot. That, that's just that. to prove that you're real. That's just so I know <laughs> right? what I'm getting into. And I didn't mean that the way you're thinking. But I still kind of did. Let's check out our next voicemail. Hello, guys. It's Mama. First of all, you do not have to ever apologize to me for anything you say. I've heard oh, about everything. Sorry. So. Stepdaughter <laughs> you know, And I've even heard more since I've been listening to your show. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, 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 you don't bad. ever have to apologize. But I do have a funny story for you. A true story. Uh-oh. One time my son was in his bathroom, and I kept hearing him say, Oh, F. Oh, F. And I wonder what the hell is going on. I walk by his bathroom and he's saying it again. And I knock on his door and I said, Duane, are you all right? He said, ass, ass. And he opens up his door and he says, I said, what's wrong? He said, you see that? I said, what do you, what do you want me to see? 
You see my beard? He didn't have no beard. And I said, no, I don't see no beard, Dwayne. What are you talking about? And he goes, oh, there's another one. He was watching himself grow a beard. <laughs> then he came out, and he had a friend over with him. He came out and went, and not where I thought went this to was the kitchen to the bar, and he's sitting there at the bar, and there's a light overhead. They was watching water come out of this light, and they were scared to death. Oh, boy. And I said, uh -oh. there's no water coming out of there. Someone's on acid. In the meantime, I'm Mushrooms. cooking dinner, and I fix spaghetti. I put on the plate spaghetti. Oh, my God, they freaked out. They look like worms all over their That's place. Hallucin That's an hallucinogenic experience right there. I thought, oh, my God, I hope I never see in this again. And I never did see that again, but I'm sure that didn't stop him. Meanwhile, Hawk Mato will not eat spaghetti to this day. <laughs> later on, but it was scary, but now it's kind of funny. It's To me, it's just really funny now. And um, I just thought I would share that with you, being you are talking about mushrooms. <laughs> mushrooms! Yes! Uh, anyway, stay positive. Have a nice that's, week. That's... I'm so excited about the the party. I can stand myself. So, so awesome. uh, I'm looking that's forward so cool. to meeting all of you, seeing all of you, shake hands with you, hug you, whatever. I'm um, extremely. I never been this excited in my life. Watch my beard grow. Never. never. <laughs> so uh, I will talk to you later. You guys. Um, have a wonderful week, and I'll be listening next week. Thank you. Love you all. Love all my fans. <laughs> Bye-bye. So awesome. Mama. <laughs> Love all her fans. That is a great story. <laughs> I've only had one experience where I kind of blew my cover around my family when I was on mushrooms. Oh. I was in college, though. And my dad called, and of course, like a stupid person on mushrooms, I'm like, oh, should answer this. <laughs> or did I call him? I can't remember now. <laughs> oh, you shroom called your dad. Jeez. No, he called me. I, he was returning a call that I called earlier, but now I'm like, got to answer it. Hey, Steven, it's father. I'm like, hey, dad. Without even finishing, how are you or anything along the way, I go, I just took mushrooms. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You're not even subtle about it. Just, here you go, Dad. I'm on shrooms. As soon as it came out of my mouth, even high on mushrooms, Steve realized that was a terrible idea. My three other friends that I was tripping with are all like eyes bugging out of their head like, why did you just tell your father that? <laughs> my father's response because of how gullible and just, not gullible, but just he didn't know that world. So this was not anything. Should have tried Coke, son. <laughs> that would be funny. I see you more What's as an acid kind of guy, Stephen. You can still get trim on Coke, son. <laughs> I heard there's this cool girl on the radio that I called Loveline once. You should talk to her. So he's like, my father goes, that's weird. You never liked eating mushrooms. When <laughs> he thought not I was on my pizza, I Dad. love them now, Dad. Yeah, so now that I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Got to get. I'm like. Yeah, well, we ordered a pizza and we ate mushrooms, and I hung up the phone. <laughs> Years go by. We never talked about it. I think he just thought that was just a weird... Did maybe... you finally confess at some point? I confessed on the radio. Oh, the nicely story. done. Sure. And just so happened, my dad's co-workers were listeners, and so like they would like sometimes chime in or he hear about things, and then they would just tell him, and it's no different than Aunt Siri kind yeah, of right. thing. And then he goes, I heard about the mushroom story you shared on the radio. 
Man, you're a good storyteller. That's funny. No, cool. Cool. And I'm like, oh boy, he still doesn't believe that I actually was on hallucinogenics. Uh, see, I used to, I used to run into my mother and father in the front yard coming home. So it'd be like 7 a.m. and I'd walk around the corner of the back of the house. I'd walk straight into my father, and my pupils were the size of silver dollars. Except, yeah, yeah. you know, I had shark eyes, just tripping balls. And my dad'd be like, "Late night?" I'd be like, "Yes, sir." Go to bed. All right then. Or with mom, a couple times it was, "You still going to school?" "Yes, ma'am." All right, then. Just don't take any yeah, citrus stuff. You know, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Was, and I know they, I don't know if they knew what I was on, but there was no doubt yeah. that something was, you know, going on. And my, you know, my folks were really cool, as my dad put it. We just gave you enough rope to hang yourself. You figured you were going to figure it out. You go do what you're going to do, get it out of your system, because we knew if we tried to stop you. You want to do it more. Well, we can't stop you. We mm-hmm. tried stopping you. We tried grounding you. We tried taking your stuff away, and none of it was working. So we just figured, well, Hopefully he won't get hurt. And I went on a tear, and they were there for him at the end of it. Pretty, say, pretty cool people, man. Making, pretty cool people. Making it home was probably, that was like the success. Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you made it home, go to bed. When I went through that phase where I would vanish and stuff, and they'd be like, look, here's the deal. You can always come here. Don't care. You got girls. Bring them here. And I'd, oh, God, that's a funny thing, too. But I used to bring... At a certain point in my life, I used to bring girls home a lot. And sometimes they would call Loveline at any point or not? <laughs> no, but my, my mother referred to all of them as that poor girl. Like, I'd get up the next day, and I'd walk out in the kitchen, and I'd be like, hey, Mom. She'd be like, did you offer that poor girl something to eat? Is that poor girl hungry? Is that poor girl thirsty? Are you making sure she's got what she needs? Like you're locking her in the basement. Well, she probably heard what transpired the night before. She's like, my son And is it was just like, her. my son sucks. And this poor girl <laughs> is with my son, who is an abomination, who I love, but an abomination. They were always that poor girl. Anyone that ended up at the Cannon House was that poor girl. And they had to walk the, the walk of shame out of the no, house. No, I'd slip them out quietly. They were always, you know, I was pretty cool slip that them way. In, slip them out. Hey, oh, dude, here, I had like it. a brass bed frame, and at one point I broke the headboard, and it was hanging in different pieces. And I mean, From, it was. But my folks were basically like, "We'd rather know you're safe." Yeah, we'd rather know you're safe. You can call me s faced at two in the morning, and I'll come get you. I'd rather know you're safe. And I was like. Well, all right, man. That's fair. Damn, done. You know? Yeah, they were they're pretty cool that way, man. My folks were really pretty cool that way. Rev, what about you? Uh, what on acid? Have you ever had an encounter with family? Oh God, not family because I didn't start doing all of that stuff until I moved. Like all of my family was down in Tacoma, and then once I got into radio, thanks radio, uh, you uh, <laughs> get uh, I I moved up to Linwood. So there was a enough of a separation there that I never did anything. So it would be like I went to the casino on acid, and it was with my buddy. That's a head full of. It was amazing. Wow. It was amazing till I hit the buffet, uh, and I went to get a uh, a dessert, and it was like an apple fritter or an apple pie or something like that. And my buddy left to go to the restroom, and I sat there and I started watching it undulate. And just move around on the plate. Did you still eat it? Uh, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I knew, like, there, the logical part of my brain knew it was just a normal pie. The, you know, everything else was saying, yeah. this thing is a living entity. And so I knew that I had to stab it in order to eat it because that would make it stop moving. My man. You shanked so, it, Caesar. I, yeah, I sat there and I was waiting to shank it and I realized I couldn't do it. So, and at that point, I realized if I got any weirder, 
I was going to make a scene. So I'm just sitting there, like, <laughs> like, like, just holding my awesome. knife over the the apple pie because that's not making a scene. Murdering just, it, just not murdering it yet because I couldn't bring myself to do it. Because if I knew I did it, that would blow my cover. So I sat there waiting like that until my friend got back, and I just thought I said, yeah, I get told, some chloroform. I told him, I say, hey, I know this is weird, but can you just take my fork and put it in this pie? And he did. It stopped undulating, and I ate it. And I ate it. Nice. I remember one time. But you had to have him put it down. I had to. <laughs> you didn't have the heart to do I it. I didn't. I didn't. He but was I your really bear wanted it. He I was your really bear wanted you it. do it, man. <laughs> do I remember one time visiting Rev at his old apartment in Linwood and walking in. <laughs> oh, God. And Rev was tripping on acid. Yeah. And it, or was it mushrooms? This was mushrooms. mushrooms. This was mushrooms. And, oh, God. It was you and uh, one of our buddies. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was the one who taught us how to to do it, how to brew it with tea uh, uh, as a tea, because if you boil it, it goes faster. Um, it gets into your system a lot faster, and, and so it is going from like zero to nitro immediately. Just blah! And we were just sitting there. I walk in, and it was like, I knew right away. That, yeah. Like, I went to visit. I, you guys was, okay? Right. Uh, you, you, man. And I just, I remember the first thing I thought was, Damn it, I have stuff to do. Otherwise, I would love to hang out with you guys. You were super bummed so you I, couldn't get in So I hung it. with them for a little bit, and I remember the other buddy was just like, hey, man, can you do me a favor? I'm like, yeah, what do you need? And he's like, I can't have, uh, I can't sex this girl anymore. The, the drugs are really taking over, and it's freaking me out. But I don't want to like lose this window of opportunity in the future. And, and mm-hmm. so he gave me his cell phone and asked me to sext this yeah, girl. Sex by proxy. Yeah. So as him. So you were a stunt C. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that now, is awesome. And and I'm like, well, I had plans, but I could be a little late because this is way cooler. Well, yeah. Right. So now I'm trying to get inside of like I'm trying to be him, you know, and 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 sex like has I, I don't know how he would sex, but I'm doing the best that oh, I can. You should have had fun with it. Like I'm really into analingus. In Here's fact, the- that that's all I want to do. I just want to just want to lick your backside and nothing else, and get her hooked on that. See now he's he's stuck doing that for like a year. <laughs> Here's the funny part. At the time, and we've already I've talked with him about this before. I was also sexing with that girl. Myself. Same girl. Yes. Yes. Nice. Did you work it like some kind of a kebab scenario or did you keep them separate? Kept them separate. So now I was in this weird dilemma because at first I was like, wait a second. You can't use your own lines the at same, that point. <laughs> we had, I recognize this. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, hey, man, is this this girl? Because, you know, he had a different, I had a different last name because I didn't know her last name, but we had the same first name. But like, it was something similar, like a description of what she looked like. Right. So I'm like, hey, man, is this that girl that we both know? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, Oh, bro, I'm sexting her. Like, it was obvious neither one of us were in relationships, and neither one of us wanted to be in a relationship with her. And he's like, Oh, wow. So now he's like, Well, you know, we were trying. I was like, I can't, I'll make sure that she doesn't know it's me. No, don't worry. I'm not going to cross. <laughs> but like, it was this weird, like, conundrum. Like, how far do I go? And you're like, trying to help your buddy hook up with the chick that you're trying to hook up with. Right. But I don't care that he's hooking up with her either. It's, it's come on, brother. Well, you make sure that he hooks up on Thursday because you're seeing her Wednesday. Yes, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take care of business yeah. first. Like, I'm going to meet you at seven o'clock and Buddha Bubba's going to meet you at 10. At some point, I should have wrote, <laughs> I should have been like, blah, 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 blah. But you should have sex with my friend before you have sex with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was awesome. So I'm sexting, and then finally, finally, I'm like, I, I was able to get like out of that situation. Gave him back because he wanted his phone. He was freaking out. He's like, I need my phone back. I need my phone. Hang back. on, man. She's about to arrive. Right. Let me get her there, and right. I'll give you your phone back. It's almost done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get the phone back. They go, 
hey, would you mind taking us somewhere where there's grass? Yeah. So now I, I, had, I understand that. Yeah. So I took them to like a random park in Linwood. Yeah, dropped us off. Dropped them off. <laughs> Made us walk back. Before I was able to fully get away from them, I believe it was, I think it was the red, but it could be the other guy. <laughs> I, one of them just lied down in the grass. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, that was me. That was okay, the that reason was why we're going to the park. <laughs> and even when we started walking back, as we were walking back on the sidewalk of the street, there was that little strip of grass that usually goes along with the sidewalk. I stopped at one point and laid in that as well. And, and the guy was like, come on, dude. I'm That's like, awesome. he's like, I got to go. I'm like, I'm cool. Like, yeah. you can go where you want. I'm going to sit here for, you know, however long. It didn't last too long. Well, in my mind. You're but, impeding my moment. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you get nice, tall grass... And nice, it's nice and cool, and you're tripping mm-hmm. balls. It's probably one of the best things you can do. Yeah, because I couldn't do anything else at that point. I just remember thinking, is this a smart move? Dropping two men <laughs> who are tripping their faces I had my, off. I had my roommate at the time. He was going to eventually come home from work, figure out I wasn't there, and maybe go look for me. You got to tag him before you release him into the wild, brother. That way you can probably find him again and study their habits. Would have been a bad idea. <laughs> A random, like it was like four blocks away from the house. But I was like, "What's this thing on my ear, man?" I woke up today, and there's a tag on my ear. There was a chance we could have just walked the other way and ended up in like Everett. Yeah. All of a sudden, I put a uh, microchip in his in his skin. Yeah. (laughs) Was a dog chip. I'm just picturing him like on a park bench with a laptop. Someone looks like, "What are you doing?" You see those two guys over there naked playing with that leaf. I'm studying their habits. It's <laughs> great. What's this for? Oh, I'm just being so bummed. I'm like, I wish I didn't have stuff to do that night because I, like, oh. I was like, oh, man. You could have been laying in the grass, too. I man. wanted to be. That sounded like a great night. Uh, let's do another voicemail, and then we'll just bone on out of here. I just started dating this guy a few weeks ago. It's so gross. He has back knee everywhere. Oh, Terrible man. back knee. Like, goes back down knee. his spine and almost near into his butt crack. It's disgusting. I mean, even though I've seen that much of his body, we're not at the point where I can actually say anything to him. It's gross. But he's so nice. So I guess I have to deal with it? Uh, have him shower more? Tell him. Stop doing steroids. If you actually Ooh. dig him, you know, there you go. If you actually dig the guy, tell him. Quick, pop tell him before just you get so grossed him. out that you're not going to be able to have a good time. Just, just, just tell pop him. pop all of them. No, that, that comes like nine years into marriage. Ransom. Hey, you want me to get that? <laughs> I, I would give 100% opposite advice if it was a dude calling in about a chick. I would be like, just, I'm just going to have to accept it or move on. Like, she's not going to handle that very well. I, I think disagree dudes, with that. I think women will be a lot more um, insecure. I think there's a way to be genuinely, politely loving and caring to where she would actually find it endearing that you were that cool and you're just trying to help her but out. Like, you're like, just oh, hey, starting. Well... You could be like, hey, I'm role playing. So get a couple drinks in her and then be like, hey, listen. We'd be like, hey, you guys, do you want to role play? And she's like, sure. And be like, I'm going to pretend I'm blind. Let me touch you. Oh, look, I'm reading Braille. It says, wash your back, bitch. <laughs> no. maybe, maybe maybe a little a little more, more attacked. Uh, Ooh, little Crisco. Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's honey. I'd, I'd tell him. Look, I he wants to have sex with you. He's not going to be upset with the fact that of, you said that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say also, also be be ready to offer a solution. Just pointing out, he knows he has back knee. Like, right. I can guarantee that you that Getting a some guy, proactive something, yeah. or at least just be like, hey, I'm willing to like maybe, or even if you're ready to get into that sort of thing. 
start off by taking a shower together because at that point you're like, hey, I can wash your back. Scrub, 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 scrub. She's in there with 50 grit sandpaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why does that hurt so much? No reason. No just reason. opening yeah. all these up. Turn around and bend over. <laughs> Don't worry. This is going to feel weird. And just take a loofah and be like, ha scared you. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for going along with it. It shows you care. It does. You're, you're a team player. <laughs> One more voicemail. One more. Oh. Hi, guys. It's Mama Hagnado uh, calling you with some good news. Oh. Would you please let everybody know I got my my baby dog. I got uh, my niece got me a little, uh, giving me her little dog that she can't take care of no more. That's Ooh, a little puppy. tiny chihuahua, three pounds. So <laughs> good eating. I got it. Hey. <laughs> And I'm so happy, so let everybody know. I'll probably go online pretty soon. Right now I have my sister staying with me. So I'll probably go online pretty soon and tweet people, you know. But tweet I some do pictures. have my dog. Yes. I yeah, love you puppy all. Pics. Stay positive. Bye-bye. Tweet pics of your puppy. You know, I still have once I'm not meaning that in a weird way. <laughs> like I got on Twitter because of this show, and I still haven't figured it out. I'm terrified of it. I won't go near it. I get on there, and there's all these icons I don't understand. Yeah. When I open the app, I can hear it laughing at me, you know? <laughs> you know? I see young girls pointing at me and saying, look at the old guy. And, you know, like, I just, I'm so scared of it, dude. Even when I was staying off of Facebook, I was too afraid to go on Twitter. Ah, uh, Twitter's fun. <laughs> Twitter's so simple. No. Once you get going. I can hear the laughter, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> Panic. Dude, I, was, I was at work the other day, and I was using my phone to sound check a system, and this uh, is a girl I see all the time at this particular location is really beautiful, young redhead, and she's right. really sweet and cool, and we have a great rapport, and she just walked up, and she's like, oh my God, your phone is so small. And I was like, Jeez. I was like, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a five S. She's like, I'm sorry. I feel really bad now. I'm like, no, it's okay. And she's like, look, I, literally, she's like, look, I'm 22. I'm like, I, I understand. <laughs> you know, we had like Both a sizes. Literally, we had a laugh about it. But she was like, oh yeah, my I, god, your phone is so small. And that was like how the conversation started. Dude, look at yeah. his phone. Oh my god, it's so yeah. tiny. You got to wind mine up. You know, you can't even barely see anything on the screen. It's not ah. the size of your phone. It's just the size of your bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, That's I, a good I don't one. have enough yeah. data to satisfy her. Yeah. It's not, it's not the, the size phone. of the phone. It's how you use that band. Well, they, yeah. Right. Now we got Augustine. Well, so you guys all have massive phones. Adam and Caesar clearly are the big boys in this room. Do you guys have big phones? I uh, have the six. I have a six as well. So but, they're, I didn't get the so six So am I plus. the only guy in here with a small phone? Yep. Oh, man. Smallest phone in the, the room. the phone my wife has, the 5S. Oh, it's, so it's dainty like your wife's. Yeah, That's yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> Glenn and his dainty phone. You need a phone implant. Uh, my adorable little phone. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That's it, why you are there pills singer. I can take that'll make my phone larger temporarily? <laughs> if your phone is larger more than four hours, consult a technician. I think there's an app. <laughs> there's an app for that. I need there's the app. app. I need the app. All right, well, we're going to roll on out. Next week, we're going to probably do a short... Um, Migs cast because we we're are heading gonna, to London Bridge. We're heading to London Bridge, oh and we're goodness. gonna have the Beep Migs song recorded by with, Mr. Jonathan Plum. That blows me away. The fact that we're gonna get to a record at London Bridge Studios, but B record with Jonathan Plum is such an honor. And we're gonna do a new version of the Beat Migs song, so it's no longer me singing over Pearl Jam. It's me singing with window pane. We've arranged wow. for Ed to come up and sing underneath of Steve Wouldn't just to hilarious? keep it authentic, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I think he'd ever agree to doing something. I bet he would, but man. I think under that premise, he would find great humor in it and oh, probably want to be a part of it. If we can reach him, I bet he'd be like, "Oh man, I'm there." You yeah. know, honestly, dude, I bet you. Dude. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's duetted with uh, Chris Cornell, but this time he's duetting with Migs. Who doesn't want to have fun? 
So we'll be back next week with a short Migs cast. Don't forget Migs Fest Studio 7, October 8th. Get more details just by going to our Facebook page, type in the Migs cast, and you'll find it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Rev. Thank you, fellas. Much love. Stay positive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.